You're listening to the Opie and Anthony channel on Sirius XM. The Ron and Fez show starts. Come on. Now!
let's get down to it, boppers. Oh, buddy, it's the Ron and Fez show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Opening the show with the lovely Tim Buckley. Tim Buckley is one of the few men that you could ever say, what a lovely man. Hicks, I noticed you were crying a little bit. I don't want to get too much into your shit. I don't know whether it was just the sound of his voice or whether those lyrics remind you of an old lost girlfriend from your Astoria youth. Jeff Buckley can break a man's heart. I'll tell you that. I didn't know. I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. This is why I tell you time and time again, stay out of that river. Stay out of the river. Sometimes you can't stop yourself, man. People do not understand. Swimming in the river is never a good idea. I go over there and watch that East River in between your neighborhood and my neighborhood. Yeah. The swirls that take place in that river, the weirdness, because uh, the tide will go back and forth in that river, sometimes just fighting itself. It's insane. And then you, you hear about a kid who falls in there every once in a while. Pew. Yeah, down near the Statue of Liberty. Always comes up in the harbor. Always comes bouncing back up in the harbor. Um, all right, it is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, I'm going to stay with a lovely theme. Last night, lovely night, watching the Home Run Derby. Hell yeah. Ioannis Cespedes from beautiful Cuba. Rocks. Dead, Deadspin did a thing today about how many people tweeted that they were mad that the guy speaks Spanish. <laughs> Have they been watching baseball for the last 10 years? That's exactly what happened. <laughs> people don't realize... They also don't realize that a lot of guys, they're going, he's been here a year and a half, you can't speak English. You know, as if they're comfortable with other languages. But a lot of these guys can speak some English, but don't want to do it with the media. Because, you know, anything that you say wrong in the media can be, you know, can make your life a goddamn living hell. So they want the comfortability of speaking in their native tongue. It's you know, just, they don't want to go up there and say, me like a baseball. <laughs> you know? They're going to get mocked out. They're going to get fucking mocked for that. Or else, <laughs> they're like, uh, they don't realize what they're saying. And they're like, Trayvon Bad. Zimmerman, pop, pop, pop. And, you know, they don't fucking mean to say stuff like that. But they say it. Did you hear what this baseball player said? Yeah, and then everyone's fucking mad at them. That's that's xenophobic bullshit. And you ever been paying attention to the goddamn sport if you have a problem with people talking through tra uh, uh, interpreters and translators? A lot of people do not uh, pay attention uh, to the sport. Um, Ichiro has been in the game for, what, 14 seasons or whatever? He still has interpreters from Japan. I'm over here on the, uh, on the playlist feedback. Yeah. And people generally thinking, wonderful, nice change of pace, to Carla Finch saying... Is pepper on the rag, thinking that you're a little effeminate because, uh, oh, did I call him Tim Buckley instead of Jeff Buckley? I heard Jeff Buckley. Okay, someone said I said Tim. That's his dad. Tim Buckley is his dad, which I don't think they ever even had anything to do with each other. But if you go back and listen to their music, 
it's stunning how they both have these perfect voices. It's weird. It's genetics, dude. Now you sound like Hitler, dude, and I don't want to get into that. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to start planning a master race I of singers. Buckley DNA to make a super singer group. And to Carla Finch, I'm sorry, every day can't be Metallica and Man of War, all right? Could any day be that with you, Pep? <laughs> Could there ever be any day? But the, uh, you know, Davey Mack, of course, texting me back. You know, out of all the guys from my uh, from the show, Davey Mack is like my only true buddy who will be like, oh, I got you watching this shit? I never get it from any of the, the guys on the show. Not even Molly, which surprises me. I thought you get a Molly text, like, oh, switch over. There's like one of those shows where people get voted off when they try to make pants. Always shoot you an email when Starship Troopers is on. Oh, you like your ones? <laughs> I never got one from, from you yet for that. I would love to. But the thing is, and I know you know this, Pep, if you get into a text thing with Dave, <laughs> it goes on for a long time as if he's sitting... Uh, and in, it's like there's two fucking easy boys and you're sitting next to each other. Sometimes I'll just get a text from him of like heartbreaking when Joe Pesci gets his fucking head shot out. And, and I'm like, I know you're watching Goodfellas again. Again and again. I think he carries it around with him. He carries a book of DVDs. And yeah. like, because just in case he'll get, be getting fucked up somewhere and crash there, he can, right. wa he can watch the, uh, he can watch Goodfellas over and over. He can again. watch it over and over. And then you'll just get a thing of uh, him, um, Joe Pesci, all time greatest supporting actor. All right, who's your top five? And you're like, well, it's late. By the way, I was, I woke up late for this show today. And I rushing through the streets, grabbing a cab, coming here, and finally I see that I get something at six o'clock in the morning from Iraq. Hey, Antsick, you you want to come in today? And I'm literally, I'm not even making this up, getting this five and a half hours late. And I just, you know, because this would have been fun to come in. He, there was all kinds of great people on the show today. Uh, the dude came in. I could have been hanging out with Ope. But I'm looking at this five and a half hours late saying I would make the worst goddamn fireman ever. I would just found out, you know. Well, they go, you know, firemen, they have that bell in the house. I had this bell in my house thanks to my... <laughs> you think that they live in the firehouse all the time? Yeah, I figure if you're a fireman, you just hang out in that goddamn firehouse when you're on duty. When you're on duty, but sometimes when you need it, you know, it's a, uh, a fucking five-alarm fire, and you can't be the... Uh, you know I like to sleep in. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, that's that story. Uh, Matt, Astoria, you're on the Run of Fest show. <laughs> We're going to start dumping out on him. Okay. It's just one of those things that... Uh, what did he say? That was the... Fake Radio Shark. I hate him even more. I hate all the Radio Sharks. Who were you rooting for in the Derby last night? I, I wanted to see Prince Fielder do it again. I always like to see Prince Fielder. And he just looks awesome, Prince Fielder. Well, Prince Fielder reminds me of the guy that I used to show up early for when I was a kid to watch him uh, fucking take BP. And that's uh, the bull. Lazinski. So I always like the big white guy going deep. <laughs> yeah. And he came out, he just didn't find his stroke last night. He didn't get in the groove. 
knocked a few out. But. You gotta, you know, that's the that's just the way you play it. You got to get into that one spot, and off you go. Uh, but you know, on t- uh, Dave was telling me that he picked Harper. But the thing is, if your dad is pitching BP to you, is Bayan here? Yeah, Bayan. Send Bayan right away. Uh, if your dad is pitching batting practice to you, particularly if it's the home run derby, he should not be trying to strike you out with a cutter. <laughs> His old man, I thought, threw him shit all night. Bob, are you a home run derby guy or not? I don't even know how it rolls with you. Yeah, I mean, I think the home run derby is entertaining when they have good contestants. And last night wasn't good for you? Oh, there was good contestants. I like Suspedis. He's a big, powerful guy. Prince Fielder. Obviously, there's a ton of power. I wasn't excited about Harper's much because he's pretty lean. You know, he doesn't seem like the guy. Yeah, but I like a guy who'll fucking hit a, a line drive. I out. agree. You know and what I mean? He's so young, and he's he's he's, he's exciting to watch. Brett you know, let's face it. People hate this fucking Brett Harper because he looks like everyone that was not nice to people in high school. <laughs> so you will know what social group Jerry Barker despises Brett Harper. Oh, and was telling me that last year when he was like fucking, um, you know, 19 years old last year. And he's bitching away, he knocks his hat off. Like the motherfucker, there's nothing not to like about this guy until you get to, you decide that his personality is annoying to you. Why would it should be a kind of a cocky dick at 20 years old tearing it up in the fucking major leagues? Well, first of all, 19... And he walked onto that fucking field like he was uh, Michael Jack Smith. I mean, he came out. No one ever liked Smitty, by the way. They fucking hated him because he was like, fuck, I'm good. <laughs> and that fucking annoyed people. I mean, he used to get booed in Philly. In Philly, he got booed. So, but this kid will never get booed in D.C. because they're no. just fucking, you know, happy that they're waiting. They have something to do while they're waiting for football season. I like Harper. I mean, he's a great player. I just thought. The home run derby should, to me, should be about what you were saying—the the bigger guys, right? The well, they had the captain's pick. I, I understand that. So that—that's that, saying, but I think for the league, showcasing the young guys is fucking fantastic. I would have loved to see Puig. I know he's got—he's battling a little bit of an injury, but I think he could probably go out there. I mean, he would probably be Suspedes' biggest competition. I, I would have loved to have seen him too. Uh, a lot of these guys don't like to be. In the derby because they think it throws off their fucking swing. Um, but you have a night where everybody's watching. It's it's national and uh, both leagues are watching. Because when you are a baseball fan, it's not like being a football fan where you can keep up with everything. When you're a baseball fan, there's two leagues. There's so many teams. There's plenty of guys that you never get to see play. Tons of guys. Great guys that you never get to see play. So uh, I like the All-Star game. I, I like uh, the Home Run Derby, too. I think baseball has the best midsummer. I mean, the midseason event of them all between the Home Run Derby and the All-Star game. The All-Star game is by far the best one. It's the actual only game well, that resembles the real product. That, that's, the, that's the truth. It does resemble. Now, I like basketball, too, because the skills competition can be fun. And then... You know, they just suddenly play street basketball. The whole thing of, uh, you know, get it and shoot it. No, you wouldn't want to see that every night. But it's really funny to see this is the natural way that those guys have played. You know, like literally 
played. Like yeah. when they went out to play, this is the style that they played in. And the the great thing about uh, the All Star Game for baseball is, yeah, there's some fucking around, but the pitcher and the hitter are playing their fucking game at that moment. Those two guys, one guy wants to get the other guy out. Absolutely. I there have been some memorable performances, uh, guys that. I've not been great for their career, but they've played well in the All-Star game. I remember Brad Penny started the All-Star game a couple years ago. I want to say picks two innings. He hit 100 a couple times. Mm-hmm. Matt Harvey's going to get the start for the NL this uh, tonight to so this All-Star game, and he's one of the most exciting pitchers in the game with great stuff. So it should be a very good night. It's going to be a good time. And also, just like we say in the... The players always don't uh, get to see each other either. So this is like a fucking time where you see those guys asking other guys to sign balls for them and shit. It's just, it makes you fucking think, oh yeah, this is so cool for these kids. You know what I mean? Like they're in the bigs. They get it. You know, a lot of times you don't get close enough to the players to see that they're enjoying themselves. You see them as either their stats or something that you're pissed about or something that, or, or maybe you might put them up on a hero thing. But just to see them out there just being regular guys. And I love the fact that they, the little kids, they bring their kids uh, to the home run derby and they're running out. Prince Fielder's kids were fucking hysterical uh, the year that he won it. Or they were just like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> I thought it was great to see Sepetis get a championship belt afterwards. So much better looking than that hideous home run derby trophy. Yeah, I guess so. I guess uh, the belt is the best uh, thing to have. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you got to remember, how many trophies do you think that these guys have in their life? And once you're past, let's say, 12, you really don't give a fuck about a trophy. Your first trophy means a hell of a lot to you. But after that, you're like, I don't know where my trophies are. I don't care who you are. If you're the kind of idiot who puts your trophies in your living room, then people are going to judge you. Have a nice case to show off <laughs> yeah. all the great things you've done. It's like when you're in high school. school. It's like when you're in high school, if you get a varsity letter. I mean, it doesn't matter if you got you made varsity three times. The only right. thing that matters is the first one. The first one is the only thing that's going to... Uh, to matter to you at all. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Ryan in Atlanta, you're on the Run of Fez show. What's going on, Dougs? Yeah. Uh, okay, you can't compare the respect of sports and all-star weekends, but what hockey does is they have a little scrimmage between the skills competition where it's all like the players who are 23 and younger, and it's just a young star showcase. I think it would be cool if baseball did two separate home run derbies First one with all the young guys, and then the second one with all the main guys. Uh, I think it'd be more entertaining, and uh, yeah, be yeah, uh, but, a lot you more know, I mean, it doesn't. The, the the whole thing is, no matter what you do with it, people are going to be pissed. I remember when the sports writers were always bitching about the All Star Game, saying it was a meaningless game, doesn't mean anything. They then they went and said, okay, you can win home field advantage. I was like, oh, that's going to add, add a lot of excitement. Now, every one of them to the man bitches about it. You can't make anyone happy with a fucking all-star event. All it really is is a banquet. You know what I mean? It's basically an awards banquet that people go out and fuck around with. And that's what I, I think instead of doing the uh, Pro Bowl for football. Because that's the one that you could really ruin a career in. And nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to get hurt or hurt somebody else in that game. They should do it more as a fun fucking banquet 
you know, bunch of video, you know, bring out the usual cast of comics to do, you know, almost like they do with the ESPYs. They should just make it a fucking fun night at the end of the season. Plus, it skews the stats because you have so many guys that make the Pro Bowl, they don't end up going, so then they have to bring in replacements. Right. And there's no asterisk for, oh, you are a replacement Pro Bowler, you're just a Pro Bowler. So now you have, instead of, I don't know, 60 guys that make the Pro Bowl, you have like 70 or 80. Right. And a lot of them aren't good. You know, relatively speaking, compared to their contemporaries. You're saying they're not just the best in the game, and that's what you're looking for with the say, look, everybody's good. Everyone who's in, in that fucking league is good. Uh, a lot of guys are great, and then here is the exact perfect guys who were the best at their position. Right, exactly. Well, if, if you think about it, now, because the Pro Bowl is the week before the Super Bowl, let's say you have New England and Green Bay, right? You're not going to have Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, the consensus two best quarterbacks in the league. Right. By the way, the quarterbacks are the only ones who look like they really enjoy the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Throwing it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just fucking gun. What quarterbacks are the fucking And you know fuck? that they're like looking over saying, oh, I finally get to throw to someone who can fucking catch. You know what I mean? Finally get to throw to somebody who's got speed. You know, there's always a little thing between the receivers. But it's really funny when you see the offensive and defensive linemen just stand up and kind of put their hands on each other. They might as well just be smoking a cigarette and just hanging out. Because Why even have them out there? Who cares? They're the ones most likely to get hurt. Um, here is uh, David. You're on the Run and Fest show. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm going to my sandwich. Ronnie B, it's, it's time for Berman to go. Work. I know they probably get the same call every year, but it is time for him to go. It's tired. It's just I love I love the home run derby, but he just when he starts yelling, it just turns me off. Uh, you're going to be turned off by the next guy too. Who's ever, you know, Chris Berman is fucking is Chris Berman. No one's ever said he's the best, but he's been around the longest. Everybody's comfortable with him, and he's even a little fun to hate for the people who hate him. And he has a signature uh, grumble, which is fantastic. It is, <laughs> it's not even his. He's trying to do a million different... Back, back, know, back, back. Yeah, I mean, his thing was to do like little impressions of other people. But, yeah, he's, he's just fucking Chris Berman. There's no reason to even discuss it. It's, he's, he's just there. He's never leaving. He's, he will die in the booth. Yeah, Mike Piazza here. It just, what's the difference? You should have Frank Caliendo do it. Oh. He, he could give you the voices of every announcer under the sun. Yeah, if this was 11 years ago, we'd all find that fascinating. But right now, <laughs> anytime that he shows up anywhere, I'm like, okay. It's great I, when they bring him in the pregame. Yeah, I heard you do Madden. You got it. Um, here is Tony. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, funny point about Berman, and how annoying is that? Back, 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 back. Whatever. But um, wanted to. Um, I, I agree with you about the uh, All Star Game and all that. It's like, hey, guys get together and say, "Look at us, we're the best." But the me, the game does mean something in the respect that it determines who's got home field advantage for the World Series for the winner. So that, that part of the game is probably important. But, yeah, but it's not going to be important to all the players out there, you know what I mean? Because there's it really only becomes important to two <laughs> fucking teams. That's it. Exactly. That's no, it. I, I agree, but... And I believe only one team has ever won a Game 7 on the road, or maybe it hasn't happened since 79. But I remember hearing someone bring it up. It was the uh, Pirates 
the We Are Family Pirates who, who won on the road. And that was the la- maybe the last time that ever happened. And that's a long fucking time ago. That's 30-plus years. Especially because in baseball, the home field advantage, I think, means a lot more. You know, because the ballparks are different. And it's not like football. You play in a neutral site in the Super Bowl. Right. In the NBA... If you have like a veteran team, we've seen teams like the Celtics give the Lakers a deep run game sevens. It's, yeah, the, the composition of the team is different in baseball. The dimensions. It are is totally weird changed. though that you will say I play better when people are cheering for me. I mean, that's like, like the most embarrassing thing that a a fucking professional. I really do a lot better when people are clapping for me. It's nuts, but it's absolutely true. It's true in every sport, too. doesn't matter what sport it is, they play better at home. People get in these dudes' heads. Everyone likes me. Yeah. Like, no one likes me. Why even bother when everyone's yelling that I suck? Everyone in this town fucking hates me. <laughs> even when I, after the game, if we win, it doesn't you know matter. What? I'm two for two and they're still booing me. I don't even know <laughs> if I care anymore. I just don't care anymore. Chris Stanley, you uh, have put together a new game show today. Who'd you do it with? I, well, from the people who brought you Guess the Celebrity, there is a game coming. Is this another show where people say anti-gay slurs? No, no. no Did you dig up some more? No. I have a game that has seven answers. Not just one. People have to come up with seven answers for this game. Let me guess. Were they all hanging around with Snow White? (laughs) No. That is not it. Is this the dopey, soapy, popey, and jopey? You know what? I never paid enough attention to those things when I was a kid. <laughs> no. This is a game. You need to... You'll hear something, and then you'll have to answer seven questions. You'll have to give seven answers. Seven seems impossible. It's not impossible if you know your shit. I don't. <laughs> so for me, it's impossible. You should still play. All right, I'm going to say this, sight unseen. Every answer is different, correct? Yes. It's not like one answer that has seven parts. No, 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 just seven different answers. Then I'm going to send you back to the drawing drawing board. Okay. And say that you need seven prizes. <laughs> and then also oh, this. All right. I want uh, to meet the seventh son of the seventh son, who will then announce this game. Okay. Seven prizes? I'm going to go through the players closet list. It's long. Uh, here's another sports story for you. Why? Why we got you in here with us? Uh, the the Pouncy Brothers wearing the hat. Uh, did you see this at all, Hicks? It's up on the eye bang. And uh, there, well, you know, it's a uh, Gator thing. So the Pouncy twins—they're twins, right? Yeah. Not just brothers; they're twins. Um. They wore a free Hernandez shirt, or, or it was hats actually, at some party. And right. now they went to college with him. They know the dude. There's boys. Yeah. So they're and they're all Gators, which is basically saying they're all fucking race criminals. <laughs> but they're wearing the free Hernandez. People were so furious with them that they had to apologize. Only one of them apologized. Only one did. Yeah. I want to say it was... The Steeler, the one that everybody knows. Yeah, Marquise. Well, they're the same person as far as I'm concerned. This <laughs> is kind of fucked up. Yeah. Hernandez... Now, obviously, it looks really, really bad from everything that's come out. 
But he's still fucking considered innocent until proven guilty. Presumed innocent until proven guilty. Now, I was watching PTI last night. The, the fill-in for Will Bond was crushed by this and said, even though we presume innocence, we do not promote that. I disagree with that 100%, particularly when it's a buddy of yours. Now, I brought this up before. If someone told me that Iraq killed somebody, I would immediately say, no. I fucking know the dude. He didn't do it. Now, I don't have any evidence to that, but this is the thing we do when we know people. We immediately start to defend them. Now, this is not going to mean anything to the jury. It's not going to... No one is actually going to free him. But is there something... And, and they were going, you have to remember, someone is dead. Again, that doesn't mean that Hernandez did it. Not everybody can be the Patriots and fucking presume to be guilty. Immediately. Shit can him as soon as the thing fucking breaks. Now, Hernandez, in a way, has been getting a raw deal because everyone is just fleeing from him. And just, it's, everyone assumes this guy's fucking did it already. And there's been nothing that has happened. Because he did. But, you know, when you get beyond that, yes, you are right. No one is really, I mean, there are some Twitter girls who think that he's hot. Oh, yeah, they want that But D. are you personally offended that these guys are back in their buddy? I'm not offended. It's not something I'd probably do. Because let's say, no, let's say he, not, not that I wouldn't defend my buddy, but let's say he's, he's guilty. Well, then. You kind of got you get kind of so locked in with him. Whatever. So you, what? These guys you go down with your guys. Yeah, the perception eventually becomes reality, even if, even if the perception. But is who fake. is going to? Uh, someone is going to hate you for saying, "Hey, I support my fucking friend. I don't believe that he could do this." I mean, this thing. If somebody told Chris, okay. uh, and even if the evidence looked bad, I would be down there attempting to get Chris out of fucking jail. Thank you. And I would assume that. Of any other family. I, it's just like when we sit around like OJ's mom. He never did it. We're not judging her. We know that you have love for people that is sometimes blinding. I don't understand why you wouldn't assume that guys that went to school with somebody for four years, ate with him, slept with him, knocked around in the dirt with him, wouldn't think, I know my man is innocent. I, I think it becomes like a survival of the fittest thing. I think people try to look out for their own, their own reputations, their own heights. That's sad. It is. Sad. That is sad. And I'm telling you, I wouldn't do it. Uh, I know you wouldn't do it. Hell no, Fez. I know you would. <laughs> Seen you before. You. This is why you and Fez probably fight so much. You're fucking cut out of the same mold. Whoa, 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 whoa! Seriously, whoa. that guy could be your grandfather totally because disagree. he always goes out of his way. To protect themselves too. Let me go over to my street guy, uh, Pips. Pips, you've got nothing but fucking dirtball friends, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, would let's say if the cops took blackface, would you assume him to be innocent? Definitely, I would go over there and try and defend him and get him out of trouble. It's one of the, it's it's a part of uh, life, I believe, for I, most people. I'd rock a blackface shirt any day of the week and a hat, free blackface. I'll do it for blackface. He's great. You got tattooed on your forehead. I got it. I haven't met him. I okay. heard him on uh, the Davy Max Sports Show. Yeah. Uh, and because of that, I'm going to assume him guilty. 
I, you know, maybe if I met him, <laughs> I might be different. But I'm fairly sure, even though he hasn't done it yet. Yeah. I assume him to be uh, guilty. Uh, Dale, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hello. Yeah. Hey, hey. Uh, just got a question for Fez. Where, where's the massive outrage for this Hispanic man who killed a black and African American? I'm not hearing it today. This Fernandez. hasn't gone to trial yet. I haven't heard all the uh, facts in this. In fact, they're keeping a lot of the evidence really hush-hush. So you don't well, know until the TV tells you what to feel, right? <laughs> I, I mean, do you know the victim's name? That's what it sounds no, like, guys. Uh, it's only when the TV tells him does he feel. I think it's Odin Lloyd, I believe is his name. See, he cares a little more than anybody else. That's nice, Bob. Ba right now is a sports kid and victim's advocate, and he's out there. So you would say to the Pouncey brothers, and I can't, th I can't think of the guy who filled in for Wilbon last night, but he actually said this, where was the team, where was the league to stop this from happening? They were at a fucking party. That's they crazy. don't really need the team to follow them around 24 hours a day, knocking hats off their head. A J.A. Adande? And that's the guy filled in for Wilbon last night. I guess so. I don't know. What I would tell the Pounties is if you want to support Hernandez, you should do that. But I don't know if getting a hat I think it helps. is the way you to do it. You know someone handed them these hats at this party, and they put it on their heads. You know that happened. You know they didn't go out and buy their own hats. That never that never went down. They went to a party. They're fucking getting buzzed, and someone gave them a, a free Hernandez, and they fucking slapped it right on. Yeah. That's a goddamn right, free Hernandez. I really think the NFL uh, and uh, Roger Goodell love it when something like this happens with uh, Cruz and White, who had to both apologize for their Trayvon Martin tweets. You know what? If the NFL is so against tweeting, just say the players can't have Twitter accounts. But as soon as they make them apologize, I think Goodell gets off on it saying, I have control of my league. I am in control of my players. I don't know why you're and so angry about him, because his league is very, very fucking successful. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have to pretend that he has control because he does but also the other thing is i don't know probably uh, a few hundred if not a thousand of these guys have twitters and only two apologies so just because some guys uh do stuff that pisses the league off doesn't mean that everybody should have the right to uh, or everyone should have to um you know be pulled back because most of the time the league is probably very happy that people are saying, hey, we got a game Saturday, you know, we're going to beat the Raiders, yay, go team, buy my shirt. I'm sure they're ecstatic about it. I don't know if that's fair either. I mean, Chad Johnson was one of the league's, probably the league's biggest tweeter in history. He used to actually personally tweet Roger Goodell. Yeah. And Roger Goodell didn't really have a problem until he says inflammatory statements. And what Roddy White said, I think, is totally outrageous. I mean, it's insinuating that the jury, I don't get the exact tweet correct but it was it was pretty outrageous when i read it um here's uh which one are we talking about this is roddy white the wide receiver for the falcons what did he say all them jurors should go home tonight and kill themselves for letting a grown man get away with killing a kid did they actually do it not that i know of i know the one that was going to write a uh uh a book uh I was decided not to because there was so much 
furor about it. And Fez is, and I'm not even making this up, tries to get a half a dozen fucking things <laughs> on the iBang every day. And I have to say, dude, you're already getting three or four up a day. You can't have eight to ten up a day. You have to be able to start thinking of other things. He's fucking as furious about th this thing now as he was yesterday. Absolutely. But one doesn't have to do with the other. You're mad about a person's tweet. Or you're mad at Goodell. I don't even know who the fuck you're mad at. You're just furious now. But, he, but Roddy White should apologize. I mean, insinuating that someone should go kill themselves. That's a little outrageous. Yeah, and, and you know, he got called on it. It's not. I don't see if it is a big deal. I mean, he probably had an emotional response. Fez has said things at least as outrageous as of, of that. Or just assuming because anyone's on Zimmerman's side that you're a racist. Uh, sometimes we have to say, look, I, I was a little fired up, but I don't also think that makes anybody a bad person. Either they were right. caught up in the fury of the moment and, you know, cooler heads came around and explained the world to them. And they said, you know what? I got a little fucking crazy. Uh, my thing here is I am not pissed at these guys at all for, uh, backing their buddy, particularly when I see that it does nothing to affect that trial whatsoever. No one is going to say, I really thought that he was guilty until I saw the stupid drunk Pouncy brothers, and now I've changed my mind. But if you don't think it has any effect, why would they do it? Just saying to the world, I support my guy. I support my dude. Um, here's Ben. Ben, you're on the run of Fed show. Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, I'm loyal like a dog. My friends have done some stuff, and I've, I've supported my boys through a lot of crap. But they can do that without wearing a stupid hat or a stupid T-shirt. Like, don't get me wrong. They're no. supporting him through if, all that. If you want to come out against ironic trucker hats or silly T-shirts, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll back that up uh, a yeah, million yeah, percent. I, I almost like them more now that they're still backing him up, you know, for but, this, because he's a boy. I get it, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, but let's say this. I mean, there are some... Judah Freelander is a funny guy, but the hat thing is, you know, it's too much. Yeah, it's right too on, much, right. Judah. He's and that, that's what I say about anybody with a funny hat, except for the one with the fake seagull shit on it. That's pretty <laughs> cute. Um, here's Jeff. Jeff, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ron, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to throw something out there. Fez, you're, you're so upset about this whole jury verdict and, and everything that's going on. And I read an article yesterday about how many black-on-black -black murders there's been since Trayvon has died, and it's like 500 days, 515 days ago. There's been over 11,000 black-on-black murders, and everybody's up in arms about the one that they think was racially motivated, but not, not so sure now, you know, with all the information that's coming out after the trial. Well, I still think it was racially motivated. How so? The, the guy. The guy. The guy. Why are we doing this again, Jeff? Uh, Why are we just, doing it again? Is there any fucking? Are you getting anything out of it? You, not really. You, your guy won. Enjoy. Not really. Enjoy. See, I don't think he won. You're just firing Fez up, and that means we all have to hear it, and then people get mad at Fez. They call the show, and you know, Rob, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, I heard a uh, thing on the news. I think it was Fox News. What uh, about that one um, case where that black guy killed them three white guys and he called self-defense on it? And then later on found out he murdered the three white guys. I have yeah, no that's, idea. That's great. All right, that's good. 
I teach us this all. This is this is how desperate I am right now to get out of the Fez stuff. Blowhard, you're on the Run of Fez show. I have a little spy report. NFL spy style. report. Oh, we're um, hooked up. But anyway, spy report. What do you got? All right. As usual, my football team is continuing its trend of stupidity and assholism. The New York Jets have a rookie. He's the first Palestinian player in the NFL, and now he's being accused of being pro-radical Muslim and anti-Israel because he spoke at a dinner that was a fundraiser for radical Islam. Can you believe that the Jets now... Besides having guys going to jail with gun, guns and all the chaos that's going on with this team, now we have a Palestinian. The guy was born in Brooklyn, and now they're accusing him of being pro-Islam, anti-Israel. When is it going to stop with this franchise? Can you think of a franchise that does such stupidity, such stupid things, a, a franchise that just breaks the, the hearts of its fans since 1969, can you think of any other team that does this 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 nonsense? I'm not even familiar with the story. Do you know it by at all? This is news to me. Yeah, you've never heard this uh, before. No. Do you have the player's name? Uh, it's like Abuzi or something. It's uh, he's he's a kid, and like I said, he's American born. He was born in Brooklyn. He's Palestinian, and now they're saying that he's anti-American, and it's just it just kills me that the season hasn't started yet. We have dissension with our quarterbacks. We have nobody on the team, no talent. Ronnie, football's coming. I love it. It's my favorite time of the year. But you know what? I, I don't see more than two or three wins with this franchise, and they continue to break my heart. Meanwhile, Rex Ryan is running with the Bulls. I mean, how nutty is this team? What is happening? You know, there was a thing where uh, Chris said Rex wanted to come in here, and I wasn't even interested. He also, because you got to also talk about whatever he's hawking at the time. Sometimes you'll put up with it, but I thought that might, you know, so you get assigned fucking football. But I'm like, do I even want a Rex Ryan football? Who would cherish such a thing? It's becoming today? just so absurd, and I don't know how they get to sell tickets. Who wants to go and see this nonsense, this circus? You know, it's just, you know, now, oh, we got a Palestinian. And then we had Goodson with the gun. gun it seems like a Palestinian should be able to play like everyone else. I don't else give a fuck and, if he's a it. If the guy can make the play, get him in the game. I don't care. But and here's the but here's the deal across the board, uh, and the NBA is going to deal with this more than anyone. Uh, you're going to have people from other countries right. who the shit that they think their country does right and wrong. May it may be something that you disagree with. And Ronnie, what about the Knicks signing Metal World Peace? This guy's a mental patient, and now well, he wants to come home to retire, like everyone does with the Knicks. <laughs> oh, that that becomes, you know, there's a time when you want that, but you know, um, the Tampa Bay Rays tried that for a while. Like, hey, maybe we'll get guys who just want to, you know, play their last years out in Florida and right. have, could have a place on the beach. Doesn't really work. Does not turn into games. You can't. I mean, I, the only person who could do that was Al Davis, where I'll take all the gangsters and all the guys that they but think they are out of there. Yeah, and he For pulled it up. But it's uh, it's 
it's a tough thing to pull off. And by the way, nice reference to the uh, to the bull, Lazinski. I went to Shea Stadium once, yeah. and I saw him hit a line drive off the scoreboard. What a, and he hardly swung the bat, that guy. Yeah, he really could he, fucking, he, was, he could swat. He pure power, and I... Well, one of the most underrated players in the game is the bull because this guy just, he was like a strawberry. He just touched the bat, and he bounced it right off the scoreboard, and he didn't even hardly run it out. He was just like, hey, okay, it's gone, and uh, nonchalant. What a great player. All right, thanks, Blowhard. All right, guys. Uh, Gerald, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, well, yeah, I, I just wanted to comment on this whole Trayvon Martin thing, man, and, you know, I, I understand, you know, a lot of, White people's comments that, hey, you don't worry about black-on-black crime and blah, blah, blah. But this right here is indicative of, you know, the things that happened not too long ago here in this country. And at the end of the day, if that stupid motherfucker would have stayed in his car, none of this would have happened. Trayvon didn't drag him out of his car. He Uh, voluntarily got out of his damn car. Point uh, blank. uh, That should have been the crux of the case. We have... stayed his ass in his car. Yeah, we've talked about it ad nauseum. We've heard that opinion a million times. The fact of the matter is there were six jurors in Florida that disagreed and it may have to do with the Florida laws. You hear the juror, she's she's saying, Oh, Trayvon, she didn't even know the boy. She's saying he was, you know, portraying him, you know, and his his stupid ass brother, the the comments that he's making, I'm listening to him on Piers Morgan. This dude need to get his ass whipped. Uh well I thought he didn't show up on Piers Morgan last night. Yeah, he was on there. Oh, he did? Because I thought he canceled out. No, nah, he was on Piers Morgan. Mm. Making comments that Trayvon was buying lean and selling drugs and all kind of other bullshit, criminalizing criminalizing him. And at the end of the day, if your stupid-ass brother stayed in his fucking car, none of this would have happened. Yeah, it's come up quite a few times. So there's uh, no way with that in place for him to get off with nothing. I'm not saying he should have got second-degree murder, whatever. But for him to get away with nothing, what you're telling me is this set of precedent. I don't have to, I don't have to listen to what the fuck a 911 operator tells me anymore. And if I want to shoot a motherfucker, I can do it. Well, you, you can, you can you, say whatever you want. You, 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 you actually can do any of those things, but then you will go to trial, and who knows oh. what your jury will yeah, say I'm to you. To out. act like this now sets a I'm precedent that everybody gets. It, it did. Yeah. A one operator is not a, a, a official person. But that doesn't it's mean that you're going to walk in the next trial. It just doesn't well, mean I, that. Everyone I acts like now this is some kind of rule of the land. It is not. Uh, I, and uh, I guarantee you people are going to eventually get around to forgetting about this thing. Uh, Mike, you're on the run of face show. Hey, I just wanted to respond about the uh, jet fighter who happens to be Palestinian, although he's American-born. Yeah. It, you know, there's an article on Sunday in New York Times that probably explains it better than uh, the idiot did on the air because it, it's not even close to being the case that he spoke at a uh, pro-anti-Islam uh, or anti-Israel pro-Islamic uh, function. It's nothing more than a, a convention for the village where his family is from. There was also a senator, uh, Senator Ray Hall from West Virginia, also spoke at. It wasn't. It was not. It was not uh, Muslim. Well, God forbid you should do anything that seems like it could be even slightly anti-Israel. But the fact of the matter is, the Palestinians uh, 
definitely have a lot of gripes. There's definitely a lot of things to bitch about in that thing. And not everyone is going to agree with you. Just like we were talking about with the pouncies. If you happen to have a Palestinian background, of course you're going to side with your people. I I just think that we shouldn't go out of our way to gag everyone. Uh, The last caller that we had, everything that he talked about, has been on this show many, many times. He's, you know, we're getting at the point now where we're repeating all the stuff in the middle of our name calling. The the closest that you can come to justice in this country is to go to court, have two sides argue among, uh, in front of this jury, and then have the jury decide. Afterwards, all the bitching and complaining we do is just fucking hot air. If you feel like some laws need to be changed, you can get out there and work towards it. But in no way, nothing that I saw said that this was not an up-and-up trial. It went down, boom. Your opinion lost this time. That's it. Then you got to move on. The President of the United States said the same thing. The jury spoke. He thought uh, Trayvon got a rough deal. He opened up his goddamn mouth when he probably shouldn't have. And yet, even after the fact, he had to say it happened. Um, Stevie Wonder isn't going back to Florida. That's Stevie Wonder's uh, choice. The state of Florida is going to get by. Fez is going to burn all of his Bucks gear today and scrape off his uh, tattoo. That's Fez's choice. I'm sure the state of Florida will get by. Um, Can't wait. Here is Carlos. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, I'm fine with the decision. I don't understand why people are even protesting it. The jury spoke. That's our system, and uh, we should live with it. Also, uh, there's no protest happening in Texas. Everybody knows down here that uh, you think you're a thug. You're not going to break in anybody's home. You're not going to walk on anybody's property any time of the day without any permission and so uh, we're not having any problems in texas and i think people should learn from us you're crazy if you're saying you're not fucking having any problems in texas you put more people to death than anyone else don't act like it's the safest place in the world it isn't you haven't come up with a safer place uh 866 ron zero fez 866 ron zero fez jim you're on the run of fez show for yeah. Jim? Yeah. Yeah, well, I just don't know what we're going to do about all this Democrat on Democrat crime. It's gotten out of hand. Okay, good job. They're shooting up movie theaters. They're shooting each other every day. These guys are pretty violent. I don't know what we're going to do about it. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks. That's a, a, a big joke in Wyoming, I guess, right? Well, I mean, it just is. Yeah. Every, every, look at where all the violence is coming from. Where they rule, where they run, where they live, that's where the violence is. What are you, who's they? <laughs> the Democrats. The Democrats run the cities. The Democrats run the urban structures. Every every blue dot in the country is a city that they've structured to be their ideal world, their ideal Dude, you're situation. out with the cows. Just fucking enjoy it. Be paranoid on your own. You sound like a shit kicker. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. One of the worst Eight, six, I'm sorry, Fez. I'm what sorry. was it in the middle of that... Uh, one of the worst hate crimes in the country happened in Wyoming. For all the bragging the guy wants to do about his law and order state. Matthew Shepard. 
And what happened to those people that killed Matthew Shepard? Tried and convicted. (laughs) Put away. Do you feel better about it? It still hurts, right? Yeah, it still hurts. That's what I'm trying to say. You don't get this feeling of relief that you think you get when you finally get the uh, conviction. Uh, It never brings anyone back. Um, I'm good. The guy's happy in Wyoming. It's a nice, pretty place to be. Stay there. In the meantime, Cheney's fucking daughter uh, is gay. So it, it also happens to even the Republicist of Republicans. And he's a fucking, well. Uh, Max, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, I got a lifeboat. Good. I got uh, George Zimmerman, O.J. Simpson, Jody Arias, and Casey Anthony. Well, you sink the lifeboat in that case, my friend. Uh, Kurt, you're on the Run of Fest <laughs> show. Hey, guys. Uh, I live in Sanford. I live about uh, six miles from where Trayvon was shot. And I've lived there for probably about 20 years. Now, does, uh, has bad things happened in Sanford? Yeah, there has. However, you know, it, the, the severity of the crime that happened here happens a billion times more all over the country. And nobody seems to have a problem to go anywhere else. And yet everybody seems to think that every single person in the entire state of Florida is a bad well, person carrying Kurt, a gun, here, and we're going to kill everybody. Here, here's why you have a bad reputation. Because I've heard from friends of mine who said, oh my God, this guy's fucking neighborhood was a hellhole. He had to fucking go out and police it himself. He had to shoot himself. Uh, you know, he had to shoot even an unarmed person. So yeah, you've put out the reputation yourself now. That well, you, I know that subdivision. I mean, I've never been inside of it. I'm not going to say it's uh, you know the greatest or the worst, but it is about a half a mile from uh, from the mall. There's a lot of traffic. Uh, you know that. Well, that's funny because happen, the defense was just the opposite. The, better part. the defense it's is just the, the opposite. Part. And then the other part of this is, Kurt. We understand that a million people. Uh, feel the need to carry a concealed weapon in Florida because they don't feel safe. So, yeah, you do have the reputation of an unsafe place, uh, and you've given us that reputation. You've told us we need to, if we go to the mall, have a gun on us because we don't feel safe without it. So now you're saying, why does everyone say that we're not safe? You told us. Uh, but that's just it. I'm saying I have gone to that mall a thousand times. I've been by that area. You, I live, and I've never. I don't carry a gun. I've but never you have to realize, anything. one million people in Florida feel the need to take the gun to the mall. They feel like if I leave this house without a gun, I'm not safe. So you tell us that. So you can have your guns when people go, oh, we ought to restrict guns. No, we need guns. And now you're calling me on the phone and saying it's not. You have to go around and say to your neighbors now, people think this is an unsafe state. That is not. That's that's the reputation that you guys are giving out. If anyone talks about restricting guns at all, you tell us you need guns. You will be killed without guns. That's why they put in the stand your ground law, apparently, that people, you know, so that people could start shooting if they felt seriously threatened, because apparently it was happening so much. 
There are a lot of crazy ass rednecks in this state. You guys know it because you live here, mm-hmm. and that that is probably the main thing between the the minorities and the crazy rednecks. It you know yeah it can be crazy at times, but there are, that is small portions in every single solitary one. It's the same thing as up in New York. You got great neighborhoods, you got bad neighborhoods. You know it's. It's no worse here than it is anywhere else. Well, I'll tell you this. People do not leave uh, uh, their house in New York City with a concealed weapon. Uh, But you have to do that if you live in Sanford, Florida. I know that because if they said, hey, New York City, you can't walk around. Uh, it's much tougher to have a concealed weapon. Then everyone goes, well, this is a, you know, we need it. We need it. So you can't have it both ways. You have the reputation right now of being a crazy, lunatic state. Now, does that mean that it's everybody? No. But you got, you've got well, earned your reputation. There's plenty of nuts down there. It also attracts serial killers. Um, but would it matter if it was a knife and not a gun? Oh, stop it. No, you, no. You've done your sports thing. You're back out now. Sports is done. Uh, Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie, yeah. it sounds like uh, you're about as sick of talking about this topic as I am hearing about it. I mean, you guys are, now you guys, the callers are beating the crap out of this. Who do you, who's organizing your fantasy football uh, league this year? As of right now, there's no fantasy football league. Oh, come on. No, let me organize it. Come on. Well, look what happened when you organized it last year. It went to shit. Uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, no. It could be fun. Everybody's giving me a fucking headache today. Uh, here's the water boy. You're on the Run of Fest show. Ron and B, everybody in Florida has a gun because of all the gators. Well, yeah, there are far too many gators down here. Seven prizes. We are putting together for this contest today. Seven. Seven. Seven prizes. One winner. My jaw hurts from this fucking Trayvon talk. We should take a break. You know what? It's a great idea. I got screamed at yesterday because you forget to tell me to take breaks. We should take a break. That's on me. I'm sorry. Is that right? Why, Rob? I just want to say this. Rob comes in. He says to me, you're not taking enough breaks. You're going too long without the breaks. Hicks, why Rob is saying to me, puts up the thing that he told me to take a break in front of Rob. <laughs> you're a fucking rat, my wow. friend. No, it was a mistake. I'm, it's just OCD. I'm always you find that offensive, Fez? Yes. Oh, Absolutely. Would never do that. It's like you're part of management. Oh, <laughs> I'm a pouncy brother through and through, baby. Then why did you put up that sign? It was like, a mistake. I didn't even realize. I was closing out windows. I would never do that. Right in front of Rob Cross. It he, was didn't wanted, he wanted to put the blame where it belonged on me. Never. And so, I know your notes that you type up. It's always a giant 72-size font. Well, yeah, so the well, world can see it. Fez is, so no can Fez see is it. disgusted with you. Ugh. Well, here, we should break. I know. There it is. You're right. You're right. I Every hour on the hour, I will take a break. We're breaking. Your new corporate haircut has changed you. <laughs> I ain't never going to be management. They wouldn't have me, and I wouldn't want them. There. I said it. Mm, you got some real goals in your life, don't you, kid? <laughs> Fact of the matter is, you'd make a good PD. 
There's just something in you that doesn't think that you should be there. You have the you have the skills to be a good PD. Do I? Yeah, you do. I never thought of myself. I never even thought that way. Well, it's time for you to start giving thought. Here's a here's a smart thing that you did. That? When a higher up is there, you made sure you stayed safe, <laughs> even at the risk of selling out your co-workers. I would come on. You sold me out yesterday. I would never sell anybody out. I don't care if you sell anyone out. You sold me out. You put a giant sign up when my boss was saying, why aren't you guys breaking more? And I, you were like, look what I always put up there. You did. But I mean, you, uh, without words, you said it. It was like one of those uh, comic strips that it's just the panel and you don't really need, you know, yeah. to, to say anything. Look, I flashed it to close it. That's all. I didn't fucking point it out to the man. Just apologize, and we can go on. I'm not apologizing because they didn't fucking drop You're a dime on anybody. You're not going to apologize for this? Wow. I'm not trying to drop a dime on anybody. You put up the we should break. It was a mistake. You're not going to apologize for that. I, I, don't feel, I, I feel bad. that I was You're a, not going to apologize for that. I don't want to seem like a rat. You're not going to apologize for that. You put it up. Doing a thing, which, by the way, you yeah. weren't even in the conversation. I, I was with Rob. I'm covering for everybody. And yeah. why that's happened, you put up the, look, Rob, I put up the we should break. Which, by the way, I did not say, came up an hour and ten after Rob thinks that we should break. Yeah. An hour ten after, you know, which would have been the, if there was an alarm going off, it would have rang for an hour and ten minutes. So because of that. Yeah. You're not going to apologize for me. I don't deserve an apology. Right. People always... Wait, hold on, Fez, please. I don't deserve an apology from you. All right. Put it like that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I will not fucking accept your no, apology, come, please, you come fucking on. rat. Come on, I'm not you a rat. fucking I'm piece not of a shit rat. rat. We're going to break now. We get back. We're giving away seven prizes. Let's announce the prizes that we're giving out. Also, we got a lifeboat. Coming up today, uh, Patton uh, Oswald was asked to um, apologize from Salon. Crazy the amount of uh, apologies that are expected these days. I would never ask anyone to apologize to me. What? And if they did, I wouldn't accept it. I don't accept your shitty apology. What you did can never be excused. i got to figure out some way to get back into this good graces. Well, during the break, you can run down and tell Rob that we broke. Hey, I'm sure he'll, he'll know we're breaking. You check the log. We'll be right back. Uh, let's come right back and announce the prizes that we have. By the way, I like to be Plug King. Lisa Kudrow, Lisa Kudrow, today will probably be your last day to get in on this. It's an unmasked with one of the friends. Perfect thing to bring your wife to. Perfect thing, because everybody's uh, women uh, uh, love. They just love that girl. Nice day out in the city. We'll be right back. It's the Run and Fest Show. The Run and Fest Show on the Open Anthony Show. Sirius XM. <laughs> You've been warned. Dollar Shave Club, normally when you go out to the buy razors, you're spending 20 bucks on these things that you don't need, these fancy brand names. 
Now I'm telling you that if you go to DollarShaveClub.com, you can get razors sent to your house for just a few bucks a month. Just a couple of bucks, and you get razors sent to your home each and every month from the Dollar Shave Club. Have your Dollar Shave Club moment and sign up today. Pick your package and enjoy razors every day. Pack, pick your package about which brand of razors, which type of razors you want from Dollar Shave Club. All affordable. Plus, it's summertime. You want to feel fresh? Go ahead and throw in a package of One Wipe Charlies. That's going to keep you fresh all summer long. It's going to take care of you the way you need to be. It's One Wipe Charlies from DollarShaveClub.com. DollarShaveClub.com. Go online. Join up today at DollarShaveClub.com. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
That's uh, the one and only Jeff Buckley, who is trying to sing a prayer and heal a nation. And he's doing that from heaven, by the way. 
during that entire song, Chris Stanley was in tears and slow dancing with Molly, our intern, and it was a really pretty thing. I made I made her dance. Could you do something else as a gentleman in the future? Yeah. Stop crushing ice in your gashing wolf teeth. The way you chew on ice. Yeah. Just do it right now, oh, so sure. everyone could have to hear what I I go through during the, the during the Jeff Buckley. <laughs> It's phenomenal. Like he's chewing on pebbles. Yeah. I love chewing on ice. I, I hear it's an iron deficiency. In dogs, I, humans can I'm, normally say when they're not feeling well. We have to guess this with mammals. How can you tell if you have an iron deficiency? <laughs> Cock, somebody tell me that out of nowhere. How should I know Let's this? see. You're smoking, drinking, <laughs> getting no sleep. I don't eat vegetables. Mm. I sustain myself you, on You refuse food. vegetables, right? And I get vegetables and say, bring that shit back to the fucking kitchen. <laughs> that disgusts me. There's something wrong with this, uh, waitress. It's not meat. <laughs> Some of this food doesn't seem like it's meat. Give me a potato. I'll eat that. My friend's brother says that the only fruit or vegetable that he eats is raisins. That's an old grape to me. <laughs> it's, a, it's a grape that's been left out too long. You wouldn't do that with other food. You wouldn't be like... You know what I like? Old fish. I like <laughs> fish that's dried out. It's so rotty. And, and it's like, look, oh, look, there's there's a magnet in it. Mm. It's a good rotty taste, these raisins. They're nice and rotty. It's so good. Uh, Higgs, you and your little best buddy yeah. have put this together. Classic Shelb. Myself yeah. and Classic Shelb have put a game together with seven answers, and you get seven prizes. Mm. You seem like you've taken the Shelb. Yeah. At, at first it was a little rough, but yeah, me and Shelb have been working well together. Uh, of course, Fez has taken the bar. Uh, yeah. I tried. I tried. Lost cause. Well, you guys were getting along good a minute ago. You didn't sell that gimmick. But uh, he thinks it's a lost cause. No, it's only, we're barely even halfway through the semester. Nothing's lost yet. Gotta stay positive. I chucked them out for trying to get involved in non-sports stuff because I'm trying to keep them focused on sports. Hmm. Did he come back in there going, "God damn it, I can't do anything right"? No, he was asking if the reason that you kicked him out was because he was talking about something other than sports. It's exact. I want his focus <laughs> to be 100% on sports, and he was doing fantastic. Hmm. I don't want him to be political, Bob. I think it's a mistake. You'll never see the sports guy on a show go into other areas because then people will start to because no matter what area you go in half the people are going to dislike you you hear look, that look what, uh, if you went on this show and you talked about the zimmerman trayvon martin whatever side you took half the people are, are going to hate you half the people hate fez and then half the people hate anthony now i believe that they both are sincere about what they have to say but this this country the united states of america has given up on discussion. And it's just about finger pointing. Finger banging. You know something? <laughs> you're either chewing on ice or you're running down the rob telling them bad stuff about me. I don't say I'm going to fucking shake you down and see if you're wearing a wire right now. I ain't wearing no wire. You're talking into a microphone. So are you. <laughs> He's, you're very cu accusatory of Chris. I, when, I, when, you said, when you told that story today, I was just shocked. Fez? You were sitting in here Why that story took place, as were all the interns, pips. We were all here. 
a wild day yesterday. I am sorry you had to hear Rob scream at me like that. It was violent. Yeah. I got a little scared. Yeah, he's borderline crazy. <laughs> I think he might have been drinking yesterday. <laughs> he's drinking every day. Really? Yeah, he's trying to forget. Good God. What he's happened? trying to put out of it. He's did some awful things to make it radio. What happened? Some shit happened in L.A. With Indie Rock? It went E Rock. It went bad out there. I'll just put it in this. Oh man, he was in the shit. Yeah. I had no idea. I still like to party. Well, leave parties to forget. I'll put it this way. This is him in L.A. Yeah. I just got in the town about an hour ago. <laughs> uh, here's some of the things that were given out signed. Donald Sutherland. Uh, we're giving out SLC Punk, side by Matthew Lillard, which is a classic film. Oh, hell yeah. Love it. We're giving out Danny Glover. You know him as Riggs. I'm getting too old for this shit. One after another, dude. Riggs. <laughs> uh, we're giving out uh, Keith Emerson, signed Emerson, Lake, and Bomber. Phenomenal. Deluxe edition. These are just some of the prizes that are going in the Big Seven. Look at this. It's amazing. Wow, let me see that. Yeah. Look at all. How many things are in? So this is like a greatest hits that goes on for three C CDs by it's, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? No, it's, it's the self-titled self album. Oh, the first one? Yeah, deluxe edition with a bunch of extra shit. Signed by Keith Emerson. This is all the stuff I don't want to hear. <laughs> no, you want to hear that. All sorts of cool shit. Love a reissue. Why? Because gets more. I get more stuff. Like I, it's like I've heard this album before, but now I get even more because I love this album so much. I get to hear other shit. Love it. Seven prizes, seven answers, one person. Jesus. Yeah. So I guess this is going to be a tough game to play. It's going to bust your fucking brain open. Then I'm not playing. No, you should. You still give it a try. You still Ender. Mm, ender. <laughs> oh, by the way, Fez, I'm gonna do a thing. Please go back and listen to your live read, because it wasn't just pick your package that made me laugh, but you also say him. There was a time that you just say, and they'll send it to your him, and it is so <laughs> oh, fucking pat. You are slowly turning into to soccer patty as you live in that West Village. It's a trans. It's like we'll try fly. to pull it later when you make. Me I guess you're gonna make me break another five minutes. No, 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 about the half hour, forty minutes. Right Jesus there. Christ! Weird. You can't fucking work under these constraints. It's going down, man. It's going down. Film, music, literature, books. What are you screaming all about? All sorts of shit. I'm talking about this prize. <laughs> We're gonna have seven prizes. Heaven, hell, <laughs> God, the devil. <laughs> You've lost your shit. I'm excited. You about became this. like a fucking weird TV preacher. I'm excited about this goddamn game. <laughs> All right, uh, a guy wrote into me, Jason, and said, "I'm a liberal, intelligent white man, male from the state of Georgia. Is there any way that you can stop stereotyping everyone in the South as ignorant rednecks, please? I love the show, but it's really getting on my nerves, man." Uh. A, I know the state of Georgia did not come up. Now, we got a call from a guy in Florida who said, stop acting like Florida's crazy, but that was the defense. Florida's crazy. We have to have guns and we have to police it ourselves. 
when, when people complain about the gun laws, people are saying, a million of us have signed up for concealed weapons. When we leave our house, we want to have a gun. You can't have it both ways. Now, that's not, and, and by the way, the caller said, hey, it's either the rednecks or the minorities. I didn't say that about them. They want to have it. They can't. I love the fact uh, that the, I love the South. And the fact is, they got a silver medal in the Civil War. And they should be pretty happy about that. It was only two, and they were, you know, not. not they still <laughs> participated. And that's great. Got their ass hands on them. And I'm not the person saying they should get rid of their flag. Uh, I'm not offended by their flag. The Confederate flag? Yeah. It looks pretty cool. It's actually cooler than the United States flag. I wouldn't mind if we just put 50 stars on that and that became our flag. Why don't we just make that anyway and sell it? Probably bank it up selling these bootleg Confederate flags. Keep it to yourself then and we'll do it off the air. Oh, dump out of that. <laughs> dump out! Well, let's get a hold of what is that thing that makes mugs for people? They don't care what it is, that shitty online thing. Oh, custom ink? I don't know. I'm not sure I'm familiar with custom ink. There was some other name that would always contact us. They're the ones oh, that made uh, the, the uh, Davy Mac fucking pants. Cafe Press. Yes, That's Cafe it. Press. We could put up a 50 star flag on that. It's on now. I have to find Confederate a Confederate flag. I have to find a graphic designer to <laughs> add some extra stars to that. Now go to symbolsofracism.com. What's that? <laughs> No, that's, that's what the Confederate flag is. That's why people don't like it. If we put all fifty fucking stars in there, that races the, the the racism of it because that this fucking flag was just for the Confederate states. Now we're talking about all the states together. It ain't no fucking ain't no party like a U.S. party. <laughs> don't you understand? It definitely wouldn't be. That racist means we're anymore. all together. Yeah, we just like a different design. That's all. <laughs> Fez, who's your favorite rock performer of all time? Uh, boy, I don't know if I have one. Uh, Tom Petty. He performs in front of the giant Confederate flag. Well, I think it's wrong, and Tom Petty should stop it. Well, he's not going to. <laughs> there he is. Even very recently, he performed in front of that flag. Southern Accents one of my favorite albums of all time. It's also one of my favorite accents. You like Southern Accent? I do. It depends. I mean, if you sound like, you know, you got something together, but I don't like a... Like when they have to... There was a there was a, a thing up where they actually, some of uh, these... Well, Honey Boo Boo does it, where they got to fucking write what the person's saying. Like they were sp speaking German. <laughs> That's too far. You know, you want to have somewhat of a southern accent, but you don't want to be like a fucking hillbilly bear, like no one can understand you. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, we're going to do a uh, a lifeboat today. We were going to do it earlier until we threw a buy out. <laughs> oh, by the way, the thing with the kids react to the Cheerios commercial. Goes to show you, like, kids aren't even going to know racist in the future. Like, every 10 years, the kids come up, no racism, even less than the people before them. Also, everyone's just going to be so mixed up genetically, it's not even going to make any sense. It's just, it's all, it's all going to even out. The future's bright. The future's going to be light brown. 
Trevor, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Trev? Uh, pretty good. How about you? What can we do for you? What bothers you about the Confederate flag? Oh, God, please, not again. Please. You know he's going <laughs> to give a stupid reason, and it's going to be easy to pick him off. It offends people. Oh, it's God. a symbol of a country that I, wanted to continue slavery. Now, here's the thing about offending people. And this actually came up. And I remember before we said we we're going to do a thing where, where we pull stuff the guests say and then later be able to talk about it. We've never done that. But um, who's the writer that was in here the last time? Closterman? Yeah. Closterman said he's gotten to the point now where he feels like if something offends a hundred people in this country, then we should just change it. He just doesn't care. Just change it. Now, we are at the point now where no matter what you say in life, offends a hundred people. Can we all agree to that? Yes. So we can't, So offending people really doesn't matter. Because you offend people all the time on this show. You would call people racist. And I guarantee you a majority of the people get offended when someone throws that word around. We offend people all the time. Where in the Constitution or where is there anything in America that says that we have the right not to be offended? There's this Salon uh, article that is... They want an apology right now from Patton Oswalt uh, because he made fun of the people who missed the fact that they got duped, that Oakland TV station. Yeah. And what was the joke that Patton Oswalt did? Uh, S- uh, San Francisco news station KTVU has announced hiring PR smokes po- spokesman Will So Soli to address the Asian... It's We So Soli is what it's going to be. It's a joke. And... Now, he's making fun of the Oakland TV station. Salon feels like he's being offensive to Asian people. Did they not realize what he was basing this on? That he didn't just come out of nowhere and just start bashing Asian people? (laughs) Um, Now, also, by the way, where is making fun of an ethnic name so bad? If... Um, if we started saying, uh, we started calling Americans, you know, oh, that's Joe Burger Eater. You know what I mean? Like, it's not an (laughs) awful thing. It's nothing you can't deal with. We eat a hell of a lot of burgers here in this country. People just don't want to even, people don't want to have anyone give a fucking negative emotion associated with anything. People. But making fun of the names or the language of another people is not being racist. Well, I swear to God, one of the hardest I've ever laughed in my life, uh, a guy called me and he says his mother was Japanese. And she says that Americans sound like this to her. Like everything that we said is SH. And I thought it was the funniest shit I ever heard in my life. Because I've always, you know how we think we could do an Asian voice, like, change, you know. She said, to her, it's like, we're just walking around, which sounds like almost like we're pigs in the fucking dirt rooting around. But I think that that kind of shit is great. But Salon, when you go out of your way, 
to try to find other people who now you're throwing, you're saying that they're offensive. Now, the fact of the matter is Pat Oswalt is one of those comedians who actually has a very strong point of view, a progressive point of view, and I would go out of my way to say that's a sensitive guy. Like, I think some people would actually say his comedy is too sensitive. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. if you had a beef with Patton and you were just a general comedy fan, you would probably say he is less, he, he's actually more precious about his topics than a guy who goes out there and just kind of, you know, burns and beats stuff up. But this is how quick we are to jump on top of each other and call each other the names. Um, it's a weird beef to pick for Salon. Here is uh, Mike in PA. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up? Uh, I just heard you guys talk about somebody calling in about Confederate flags. I'm actually, I moved up here probably about three months ago from Maryland around Baltimore, and I was surprised to see that. I saw a lot more Confederate flags up here than I saw down in Maryland, which surprised me considering that we, even though we're the most northern state, they southern state, most northern southern state, but the thing I never said is anyone could see a Confederate flag and they complained that, oh, hey, like that offends me and blah, like all this. And it's like, that's what offends you? Like, yes, yeah, slavery and all that, but like people don't understand that the majority of the people who fought for it were poor, like, most of the southern planters who had slaves, they were cowards and stayed behind. I just want to throw that out there. No, I get it. So you're saying that you're seeing more uh, uh, Confederate flags in in Pennsylvania? Yeah, well, that probably that, is racism, like, man. Yeah, that part probably is because that's not part of their heritage. They're probably no. just riding around being racist. Um, here is John. John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, whatever happened to sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. It's really something that they tried to teach you as a kid not to be overly sensitive about stuff. I feel like that teaching has honestly just gone out the window. Because, like, there's a, like um, all the campaigns for, like, anti-bullying use that slogan and, like, tweak it to make it so that... Like words can hurt, right? So I feel like it's it's sort of obsolete. Like I haven't heard anybody. But here's what kills me about the anti-bullying thing: the anti-bullying just tries to separate somebody out there and and show that they don't fit in. They're not being correct, which is exactly what we consider <laughs> bullying. It's finding someone who's not going along with with everyone else and making fun of them for it or attacking them for it. It's the weirdest thing. It's like the anti-bullying campaign is exactly bullying, where now there's enough of, enough of us together where you... Now let's hear you fucking say it. I'm here with my friends, motherfucker. Let me hear you say it. How do you it's like it? It's the same exact thing. But that also falls into then what people have always said about bullies, stand up to them. Yeah. So I that's mean, what they're doing. Well, I agree, but don't say that you're anti-bullying. You're finding someone that you disagree with and attacking them, much like the bullies do. And you're attacking them for thinking and behaving differently. 
That's the weird thing. Like, if you look at the show Glee, you won't look at the show Glee and think to yourself, hey, it's cool to join the football team. You know what I mean? <laughs> you you look at them. They they are the outcasts in them. Those are the uncool people. That was at my high school. Like, a lot of the athletes had a really hard time because it was like, a, I'm serious. Right. I'm dead serious. Because, uh, like, the school paid a lot more attention to the arts as far as, like, funding and stuff like that. And then it just, it just created this attitude where athletes were like second class citizens and it was actually like a problem where uh i was in like this sports club at school and we talked about like how can we make ourselves like more respectable and like how can we get people to stop like being mean about sports <laughs> so funny but i mean really if you look at any social thing it's just what the people in power decide is cool now in, in you know when when people go like, oh, I want to fit in with the cool kids, and I want to sit at the cool table. The reality of it is, and no kid will ever fucking believe me when I tell you this, the only way to sit at the cool table is to act like the table you're at is the cool table. That forces everyone else to go, who are those motherfuckers? And that's what the cool kids do. They just decide, hey... The school's lame, <laughs> you know? <laughs> they just go against the thing. When gays used to be cool, and they were incredibly cool in the 70s, when they decided, we have exclusive cool clubs. You know what I mean? We fucking dress cool, we act cool, and you know what? We're going to hang out with that black chick, because she's also cool. And then people went, how do I fucking do that? How do I get there? But now gays, for some reason, are like, let us in. We want to be in the suburbs. And you're acting like fucking sissies. <laughs> Instead of as hip as fuck. Uh, Fran Leibowitz did this amazing special. This documentary that Marty Scorsese did on her. that I, I can't believe that I, I couldn't come up with this on my own. But she basically laid it out there that every great, cool alpha male gay, gay died from AIDS. And what we've been left with was people that wouldn't have been fucking cool enough to get into any club <laughs> or to begin with. A bunch of crazy sex and just Yeah, they fucking... just fucking went for it and were living the gay lifestyle. Yeah. So and she's like, that's why culturally and this happens to, you know, straight culture, because like by the time something gets to like popular culture, it's been fucking stole from, you know, a little bit here from this, you know, hip thing. That's why everybody will be like, Oh, I adapt a little bit from the cool black culture, the cool Latin culture, the cool gay culture, and then I make something mainstream, you know? It's always like, like people would say right away, like, hey, those Rolling Stones, they dress like Puerto Ricans, you know? Because <laughs> Ronnie Spector took them uptown. They started, yeah, they started dressing, and then people started calling it English clothes after that. Um, just, you know, no, you're not going to go through life unoffended uh i i told you the other day i watched that tom hanks movie fucking larry crown i was offended as a human but there's <laughs> nothing i can do about it i that can't bad. spend all my time bitching about it it was that bad it was so bad i gotta see it now i, I really thought i was it. making fun of special needs people <laughs> i really thought these are people who do not understand how society works um Jason, you're on the Ron Fez show. 
Hey, Ron. Hey, Pepper buddy. Fest. Hey, uh, I'm the guy who emailed in. Um, it seems that over the past year or so, um, when somebody calls in with a southern accent, you guys sort of automatically hop to they're a redneck or racist or, or somewhat. Uh, well, you can't say you guys accent. because everybody in the show has somewhat different points of view as well. Um, well, you're the one who mainly talks to the caller, so I guess you, Ron. I, okay. I, I highly respect you, but but at the same time, I mean, you know, being Southern is a burden all, all on its own without, you know... It never seems problems. to be for the Almond Brothers, my friend. <laughs> Little Richard seems to be able to deal with it. You're from... You've got plenty of folk and culture there. Now, if you feel exactly. like you need to defend... Uh, rednecks because they represent you, but I, uh, you know, that would be your own thing to deal with. But also, there are plenty of things that redneck culture has brought to this country. Uh, as a matter of fact, one thing that I I will give rednecks a hundred percent credit for is not whining over being called rednecks. <laughs> they just don't give a shit about it. Mainly, they call themselves that. Yes, absolutely. And I've been all over the country, and it seems like when you get to a city, people are more progressive, and when you get away from the city, people are much less progressive, whether you're in the south, the north, the west. South, I agree west. 100%. Well, when we got the call today from the guy uh, in Wyoming who wanted to talk about stuff, there's no way he's going to understand social issues because he doesn't live near anybody. I probably have more people on my block than he has in the city. He is going to understand open spaces more than us. We're going to understand dealing with people more than him. Absolutely. And uh, while we do have some racism and homophobia still in the South, we do have a large amount of hospitality. and We have huge gay communities. We have a lot of, you know, uh, of, of, uh, of interracial uh, groups and, and, you know... There's no doubt about that. And then when it's time to vote for any of their stuff, you vote against them. You cannot say that that's not true. But you're also the state of Jimmy Carter, who the entire country freaked out and said was too liberal. So, yeah, Atlanta has a lot... And I'm telling you, you have a, a, you have a ton of stuff in Georgia that's incredibly hip. R.E.M. came out of Athens, Georgia... So, you know, that thing of you hearing something and taking it on, you don't have to do that, dude. You don't have to I, do it. I, I appreciate the time, man, and just uh, you guys keep doing what you're doing because we enjoy it. Right, thank, thank you, buddy. You. See, he had his feelings hurt, but he thought that I was anti-redneck. Sometimes I probably am. Sometimes I'm anti-black. I'm fucking furious about... What happens in the south side of Chicago? Sometimes I'm anti-Obama. I don't give a shit. But, but by the way, just because you happen to be on the radio certainly does not make you right. That's the difference between me and what you hear people on political talk shows going. But think for sure that they're pretty right all the time. I think this show is a place to start discussions. The race discussion in this country probably could never happen enough. We are one of the few countries of the world that accepts people from all over the world, and that's we've always had growing pains with it. And when people would say, now that the Irish are here, this changes everything. They're probably right. Now that the Italians showed up, this ruins a lot of stuff. Some it did. It also makes the country better.
Well, it ruins it. It just changes it. Just things are different. Well, I mean, it changes what people hate. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If you hear most people talk, they're like, this country used to be this, and now it's this. And that makes me sad. But it is a fucking moving river. You cannot go back to it. Now, we know this more than anyone else because New York City changes so much that the New York City from five, six years ago is not the New York City now. I remember in 2000, people were saying to me, Disney World has come to Times Square. I didn't see it. I'm like, you're going to, you know, you're crazy. It's still a... Now I go out there, it is Disney World. <laughs> and what kills me is tourists come to New York City acting like they're at Disney World and I want to say to them, dude, you're still in fucking New York City. Cool. You know, keep an eye on your kids. This is real complete with the characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop flashing those bills. It's still fucking New York. You are not... In a nice theme park. I'm always thrown off when they have like the uh, taking pictures with the iPads, and they just have a giant iPad taking a picture. That's, that should be easily fucking probable. <laughs> um, yeah, does somebody just snatch it and go? Yeah. Asian people in particular just walk down the street with an iPad out. Yeah, just taking video, just videoing their fucking. Their, yeah, what are you gonna do? Home and look at Fifth Avenue? No. <laughs> It's already up online, by the way. If you want to take a picture of Radio City and you're not in it, that picture exists. Yeah. That's weird. Well, the subway warnings used to be uh, your wallet and any jewelry, like if you had a chain. Be careful of those. Someone could snatch it. Now it includes uh, phones, gadgets, anything. Giving us the update from the uh, subway warnings. Well, they will take it for you. Well, it's phones more than a wallet. A you can sell. A, who has a lot of cash in their wallet anymore? A you can probably fucking flip a phone or like an iPhone five, or whatever, for fucking actual cash instead of just fucking. So getting I hate to tell you this, but you, your wallet doesn't look like everybody else's. Oh. Right, <laughs> you go out of your way. Personal experience. You go out of way to get rid of cash like it was fucking hot. I got a fiver on me right like now. Like it was burning you. <laughs> um. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Mason in Kentucky, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hello, Ron. Uh, just as much as there's a difference between the South and the North, country and redneck are two totally different things. Absolutely. Uh, we, we, have our, we do definitely have our own culture, but there's a lot of pride and a lot of we, we love both flags. I, I, I fly both off of my front porch. Call me a redneck if you will, but 90% of your military troops are country or redneck. We serve. We live. We love. We bleed for this country. So the people that pass judgment What were you saying? Just, you just like to fight no matter who you're fighting for. It doesn't <laughs> matter who's fighting for it. Typical Saturday night. Yeah. But, you know, come visit. We'll we'll show you a good time. There's always a quarter shine in the fridge. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of country music this summer, and it has made it a great summer. Like, driving around, walking. It is... I, I used to hate it, and now I'm really on my country music grind. Uh, I will tell you, the Outlaw Country Station on Sirius XM is easily one of the best stations that you'll have. And easily one of the best run. There's so much shit on there. 
There's so much cool stuff on that country. Yeah, it's really consistently good. They, I, I love it. And the weird thing is, uh, when people are like, well, you don't like country. So many of our fame, our favorite fucking, you know, really rock and roll uh, is country music from the beginning. You know, it's Memphis. Um most of the people that we've really fucking dug, Cash, Elvis, Chuck Berry is, yeah, he's Missouri. What were they, half, they would go either way? Yeah. During that, well, they were one of those neutrals, mm-hmm. or did Missouri fight? I think they they just fucking, they sat that side out. I don't think that you even sit it out. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think Maryland sat it out. I think that they just went, you know both ways like some people went this way and some went that they kind of had to agree to disagree um here is sam sam you're on the run and fed show hi yeah how's it going ronnie good now i was calling about the all the confederate flag shit you guys were talking about earlier and well i come in the area i'm in where i'm in western new york and a lot of people say they're fucking from southern or country or whatever bullshit they want to say, but mostly around here, it's not because it's hatred they fly it; it's because of heritage and all. How is the? If you're in Western New York, you have no heritage with that flag. No, it's just some people here they they do have heritage and they brought it with it, and then there are other people who just. So you're like, saying they're fl- they're flying it the same way someone would put up an Irish flag. Basically so. Okay. I mean, with me, it's a bit different because I do Civil War reenactments for a living, so I have a reason to fly it as well. Why do you do that, by the way? I'm always curious. Why do, you, be- why do you pretend that you're in a war? Basically, it's just a good way to uh, reenact the nation's history, and it's also a fun activity for everyone. You're LARPing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But do you think that those people that were in the thing saw it as fun in those battles? Well, obviously not when it was actually going on because they were actually fighting for a cause. But Forget fighting for I the mean, cause. They were fighting for their lives. I mean, it's true. a really strange thing that when you... This entire movie, uh, I asked Hicks to watch it last night. I take it that you didn't, Hicks? I watched it tonight. I would have rather you gave it to one of the other guys because I wanted them to say it. But it's about reenacting killing. And it's considered incredibly crazy. And when you watch it, you're going to think of it as crazy. But then this guy does the same thing. You know what I mean? He's reenacted. <laughs> this is actually being reenacted by the murderers themselves. That's fucking horrible. It's horrifying. Now, Fez, you feel that Trayvon was stereotyped. Yes, yeah, he was profiled, exactly. Um, do you know that it's up on Drudge right now, that Gentile, I guess that's the first witness, really did say Zimmerman is a gay rapist. Watch out for him, that's why he's following you. So in some ways, Zimmerman was also profiled. It's the thing that we warn kids about all the time. Look out for gay rapists. Janelle didn't see George Zimmerman. She was on the phone. But a thought of a man following another man is considered gay rapist. Yeah. Want to get that dick. 
I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of ass. No, he, he wanted, probably wanted to go down on him. I was thinking more of a, and I'm throwing up the quotes now, uh. cornhole. <laughs> maybe after the initial, maybe it's a half and half. I thought perhaps that he was afraid he'd be cornholed. By the way, that one almost dropped Molly. That disgusted you. Oh, I actually have no idea what that means, but I know it's probably gross. Well, it's anal. It's just anal. Oh, okay. <laughs> Rough rape anal amongst two men. Well, man and a boy. Um, Brian, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, do be when I do, Mr. Bay. Hey, man. Speaking of reenactments, Vice has one online where they went to this Vietnam reenactment thing, and it's one of the most entertaining things ever. They're showing, like, 50, 60-year-old white dudes acting like they're executing Viet Cong as they beat the shit out of them. It's, it's really... It's see, I mean, don't you think that, uh, that redoing, reenacting Vietnam is really insane? But no, yeah, people the let the Civil War guys get away with it. Are they, um, are like the people reenacting Vietnam, Vietnam vets? Or are they just like people? I think it, it has to be just people. Yeah, because I can't think of that many. I feel like it was so traumatizing. I can't think of that many vets that would be willing to reenact war. I don't know. They say in summer, you know, 50s and 60s, they would be old enough to do it. All right, someone said, where, how did you find out about Drudge? Shower bench. Oh. Bench, let me know. Of course. Uh, Kyle, my man, <coughs> at Serotonin's Gone, wants uh, the Pepper Keat shirt. Now, as we said time and time again, you can only win these. No. Except for if you send us as much great shit as Kyle, Kyle wins. All right. Serotonin's Gone gets one. I'll be contacting him shortly. Serotonin's gone. What's going on? Um, here is Spencer in Florida. You're on the Running Fest show. Hey, Doug. First of all, I think that uh, Civil War reenactments should be banned because as a Southern white man, it offends me that my ancestors are showed... Uh, being murdered over and over again every weekend, especially by some Yankees up in New York that don't know what it's like to live in the South. Well, blue bellies. Uh, we prefer to be called blue bellies. <laughs> and Spencer, I lived in Florida for a long time. Uh, and I've I jumped, only lived in Florida for about eight years. I'm um, from I, North Carolina. I jumped heavily so. into the culture. Although, does everybody <laughs> even consider Florida the South? Hell no. Yeah, sometimes Not it's below close. the South. But they did fight in the Civil War, right? Yes. Yep. They were uh, part of the Confederacy. I always tell people I didn't know I had an accent until I moved to Florida. Well, just, and, get in uh, the, just get away from the water and people tend to talk like you. If you can see the ocean north. or the Gulf, they tend to be, you know. But when you get yeah, to the beginning, it's like, hey, damn guys are in the bush. They calling your name, boy. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, you're driving across and you stop somewhere. What are you doing in our town? Uh. I like uh, the southern callers that call into the show because they call me ma'am and they're very polite. They are nice with that, aren't they? Yeah. The southern gentlemen. Ma'am, we're about to rob you and burn your house down. Ma'am, step away from the meth lab. <laughs> It's actually, when you really think about it, you wonder how much, like, meth and uh, Oxycontin has made the South weirder than it used to be. 
I feel like it's it's definitely it's put it down to like a really dark place as opposed to maybe just you know getting drunk and fucking having some fun. I will tell you, I have no ups. problem at all with the Confederate flag. I'd put fifty stars on tomorrow. Sell on CafePress.com. In the same way, I have no problem if I see people with the African flag, or whatever that thing is, that Africa, you know, the whole, the, the orange, black, green thing mm-hmm. that you see. That doesn't come across as being anti-American to me. To me, all the flags come together. I also don't even have a problem when I see people burning the American flag if they're pissed off. You know what I hate more? I hate when I see foreigners burning the American flag than I do Americans burning it. Because then I feel like, hey, they're trying to get everybody's attention. They got some political statement that they're upset about. That shit drives people, a lot of people fucking totally insane. What kills you is like the, what's always funny is the Southerners act like they're more American, but then they're the most that are like, we got to take the government down, dude. You know, (laughs) they're out to get us all. I guess they just don't see the government as being like representative of the general like, it's American odd, population, right? Yeah. I guess <laughs> since it's all Americans in it, that somehow we should be against it. Uh, I want you to meet a real Southern gentleman here. Uh, this is Tuttle from Orlando, Florida. How you doing, Tuttle? Uh, I'm good, uh, Ronnie. And uh, hey, Fez, how are you? Good, Tuttle. <laughs> what can we do for you, buddy? Uh, well, you know, this is a topic, uh, you know, uh, that I am well-versed in. Um, uh, actually, uh, the family's uh, reenactment is coming up in a couple of weeks that we've been getting ready for. What kind so, of reenactment does the family do, Title, down there? Uh, we do a uh, civil reenactment, um, and, uh, you know, we uh, do the thing. I'm always the one having to hold the uh, Confederate flag, and I can never let it drop and stuff. Uh, the the uh, Yankees always are trying to take it out of my hands and stuff, and my dad, oh, he will be pissed if I drop it. So you can never drop the flag? Nope, nope. I got to keep that with me the whole time, and then, you know, uh, the... Um, the guys that my dad pays to uh, play the slaves and stuff, they always try to take it from me as well, too. So is this actually a reenactment or just some drunken free-for-all? <laughs> the flag. Yeah. He can't drop the flag. It sounds like a version of Smear the Queer that is being played with the Confederate flag. Oh, I, I mean... It, it, it wouldn't surprise me, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this is something that we do every single year. We uh, go up to uh, where my dad uh, grew up in uh, Newberry, which is uh, right outside of Gainesville. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, we, we always uh, do that, and we actually uh, have to carry the family crest uh, as well, too. Uh, so it's just a bunch of stuff. I can't well, believe Well, Tuttle is a very well-respected name. Well, I, I mean, it's got a lot of history to it. I mean, I, it, it does. I mean, my dad, he still forces me to do this stuff, and he's all freaking out now, you know, because he thinks Obama's going to take his guns away from him. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, and and now he's been stockpiling, and he's actually uh, been digging a hole that he's uh, pitting a uh, semi-truck trailer that he had bought. Uh, he's trying to bury it. It's always a mistake to bury anything in Florida. <laughs> It'll end up wet. <laughs> Tuttle used to be my intern a long, a long, long time ago. Tuttle, what are you doing now? Um, I'm actually uh, still working over in Tampa. I've been in Orlando the past four weeks covering the uh, George Zimmerman trial. I um, thought that you weren't working for that company anymore. 
Well, I mean, I'm, I got fired after I had a meltdown um, um, against our morning show host, and I got let go, but uh, Calhead that does 3 to 7, he's uh, been paying me uh, to book guests and do stuff uh, for him. All right, good. So, so you, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm staying busy with that. So, um, you know, just trying to find work and stuff. Trying to find work. Yeah, full time. You know, I, I need some dental and health insurance, and I've been, you know, without that for a while. So your marriage is over too, right? No, 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 no. Uh, she is uh, still uh, sticking with me. Uh, she's hoping uh, that I'll eventually she'll be able to cash in my uh, radio career. But I think uh, she's got a while to wait. Yeah, she does have a while. I don't know why I thought that you guys had broken up. No, 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 no. Uh, I mean, it's it's uh, it's been a good marriage and stuff. I mean, she puts up with me, and uh, you know, um, we we have our scheduled sex time on Sunday still. Are you uh, thinking about a litter? Oh uh, no, 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 no. Uh, uh-uh. no. I'm, I'm not having any kids. Uh, I can barely take care of myself. So you would never want children after what no. your dad did to you. No, I'll, yeah, I mean, my dad basically abused me uh, as a child growing up, making me do all this stuff, and I didn't have much in common with him. I got beat up a lot and stuff, and he would call me, uh, uh, you know, all types of uh, the F word for gay uh, people and would call fag. me pussy all the time. Yeah. We know what it is. Or like fag gay. Isn't it funny, though, how our dads end up being right? Yeah, yeah, he's he's right. I, you know, uh, I'm disgraced to the family. Mm. Well, Tuttle, you did throw a no-hitter in high school, though, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, I did. Hey, I'm, I'm <laughs> glad you remember that. No, I never forget it. I was thinking about <laughs> you last night when I was watching, uh, uh, what's his name's dad, throwing him a cutter all night. Harper. Did, yeah, Harper's dad's throwing him a cutter, and I'm like, he needed Tuttle there to fucking throw for him in this. Yeah, it was a sad day. Uh, you know, I went up and saw Tipper Jones get his number retired. Uh, you know, he's uh, the hometown product, and uh, it was a sad day. Well, it's a sad day because that was your big dream that he played against Chipper. And now Chipper's so old that he retired goes to show that any fantasy Tuttle had is gone. Oh, it's over. My, my life is over. He pitched against Chipper Jones, and Chipper Jones ripped his tits off. I mean, just oh, took, no. took a yard, right? Oh yeah, hit me over the driver's edge range. All right, over the driver's edge range. <laughs> Damn. So you know that's a hell of a shot. That's that's going deep. Yo, he went deep. It was deep, long, and hard. Ugh. All right. <laughs> Talk to you later, dude. Hi, bye. Give Calhead my best. That's uh, Tuttle. When was he your intern? Well, when we were down in Florida. Oh. And he had OCD so bad. And I would always look at him like we'd do the show. And his old CDs were crazy. And I'd go like this. Lights in your truck on? And he would just fucking <laughs> run. Oh, fuck. He would run to the parking lot. And then he would come back. No, they're fine. And i go, are you sure? <laughs> and he would run back. Wow. I just... I, it, it was the meanest stuff, probably. <laughs> but I, I was fascinated. Because he would just think... He couldn't stop himself? No, he could not stop himself because he wasn't 100% sure. <laughs> Holy shit. I'd be like, are you positive? And then the difference between him, if he would make any mistake at all, he would be so brokenhearted. <laughs> and he'd be like, please, hit me. I don't even belong <laughs> no in here. 
Take your belt off and hit me with it. Wow. That's kind of sad. You don't know how much I love you. Did you take your belt off? He used to tell me that he loved me from the sky to the ground and the whole world round. Aw. Damn, Tyler. He had just a giant heart. And after all these years, he's still, you know, you know, going at it with radio. Just slugging it out with radio every day. He's in it. I know that we should break. We should break, yes. It's break time. It's like I have Rob sitting in here with me now, isn't it? It's break time. All right, we're going to break. Um, maybe we'll get back to putting your game up. Would love to put the game up. I want, I want, I want these prizes. Big, big prizes. Be ready to play this game. You want to go over to the Interbank for this. We're going to have signed stuff by Keith Emerson, Danny Glover, Matthew Lillard, Donald Sutherland, and more, and not and all going to one person. Yeah. Seven questions. Seven, seven answers. Seven prizes. One person. We'll receive them. Jay Lawson's wants to know what the movie that I keep referencing. It's called The Act of Killing. Hicks forced me to say it and it has haunted me ever since. I'm watching it tonight. I might just watch it right after the show. I don't even think it'll bother you. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I, I, I just saw the trailer and it seemed like, like does, it didn't seem real. Did the trailer haunt you? I was like, it seemed crazy. I don't think you could be haunted because you're dead inside, mm. and you're haunted by yourself. Oh yeah, that that just fucking fucks me up. But uh, it didn't seem real. This fucking documentary. Here's the weird thing: when you hear like uh, Tuttle said, like his dad always attacked him, abused him, blah blah blah, and yet he's loyal to his dad, right? Yeah. Even though his dad still calls him names today. What is it about us that we act like family's important even when it's awful and uncomfortable? I want to talk about that when we get back. Plus, we're giving out a bunch of big prizes. It's the Run and Fez Show. You're enjoying the Run and Fez Show on Sirius XM's OB and Anthony channel. More in moments. Yeah. Twenty-nine pearls in your kiss, a singing smile, coffee smelling light like skin. You're flaming me. Twenty-nine pearls in your kiss, a singing smile, coffee smelling light like skin. You're flaming me. I'm only here for this moment I know everybody here wants you I know everybody here thinks they need you
and our eyes locked in outcast love. I sit here proud. Even now you're undressed in your dreams with me. of the day, Jeff Buckley. Beautiful. Beautiful voice. I wish I could have got him to Philly with that voice. And cut him a little soul music. It's too late, man. Still be alive today. Uh, so we were talking about the family thing. And isn't it strange how loyal you are to your family? Many times some of the people that you have the least in common with in it's, your life. It's bizarre because they, you feel like you have this like duty to them. Even though I would think people the world over have been more fucked over by their family than by strangers. Yes, and you've probably f never fucked over anybody as much as you have. Taking advantage yeah. of. It's like <laughs> it's so funny that's the one people like you don't feel like you need to show up on time. Uh, you don't feel the need to pay back. <laughs> They'll understand. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, it's someone you go walk in their house and just open up the refrigerator and start uh, eating. It's someone that's easy to look at and say, you're getting so fat, dude. <laughs> I cannot believe how fat you are right now. I'm shocked how fat you are. You fucking let yourself go. <laughs> you would never do this to other people. Uh, you are completely ready to say those things and go back and forth. And for some reason, we are drawn to each other. Um, I think it's so funny. Like, I'll go home for Thanksgiving, and I'll look around. And just the fact that all the other ages, that you have someone like 80 and 3 sitting next to each other. And you're like, you're never going to go to a dinner party and see an 80-year-old person go, uh, this is Frank. He's a friend of mine. <laughs> and we get along great. Sometimes I hold him. Uh, but that's the weirdest thing about family is that you are, you are told you have this connection. And, you know, like if, if you get a call and you're like, you got a third cousin who's stopping by. You got to be like, oh, man, they want to stay at my house. <laughs> they are family. Okay. I will. I have to accommodate them. 
Like, I've had distant cousins that just by their actions and the way they acted yeah. would make me feel embarrassed. <laughs> like, it would be me somehow. <laughs> maybe we need these things in our... Maybe... Some for some reason humans need this this that kind of relationship in their life. Why? Where, where they feel they can use someone, and then that person can use them. But that. why can't we feel this with all each other? I mean, quite frankly, there's a finite amount of people on the planet, and there always has been. So you know, there's some distant blood in almost everyone. Yeah. You could act like it's a family of men. You could act like. Hey, another human being has asked for something, and I'm going to go through my way without going, well, give me some money for it. I, I think it's, like, biological. I think that in the same way that human beings, like, feel an innate responsibility to their children because they share their genes, I feel like it's the same with your other relatives. I would say that's true, except for it works with adoption as well. So I don't think there's some kind of cells leading to other cells. Mm. Uh, quite frankly, you know that there's certain schools who act like, he's a Harvard man, so let me get you a drink. Yeah. You know, or fraternities do it. Yeah. We go out of our way. As nightmarish as we claim that families are, we go out of our way to recreate families. Well, look at the southern people saying, we want that flag even though we finished second. Uh, it's a way of saying we're this, not that over there. You know, We want to do that all the time. What kills me is with a family, why are we so involved and so loyal to people who A, we don't agree with, and B, don't even treat us all that well sometimes. Maybe it's a survival mechanism inside where it's like we realize that that's where we first got food and shelter and that's what they all represent to us. Like maybe it's still a caveman thing that's working in our brains that that represents our own survival. But see, to me, it's a pyramid system. Because it really works better from the people at the top. Like, the reason why you even say those things is someone taught you at a very little, young age, family is important. Family is important. And the people that tells you that, that's the one that works for the most because they're higher in the pyramid. Till finally, everyone in the family is like, we've got to take care of that person and do something <laughs> for them. You know, you come into this thing fairly helpless and then go out of life fairly helpless uh, but for all the people in the middle it doesn't work for at all you're like this is one's hustling. why am I picking up Aunt Dorothy and driving her <laughs> to the wedding I want to be drunk now I gotta drive her there and come back this is more important get her there there were so many old aunts I had to go pick up really? and yeah and then wait because they wanted to leave early while they fucking put plastic over some leftovers <laughs> that they would eat at home. Jesus Christ. And I'd be like, well, I'm picking them up, and then I'm leaving early. <laughs> and you wonder why I hate everybody. <laughs> I'm not a fucking chauffeur. Be all because they outlive their men. These fucking strong, treacherous women. I don't think there's an up to it. I don't think there's an upside to it. 
Well, that it's like you pay your dues, and then eventually, you know, someone's going to take care of you. It's like, I don't know, it's like paying for insurance or something. But why aren't we just open about that and say, really, this is the reason why? (laughs) Well, some, like like you said, like uh, fraternities and stuff are. that You need to be hazed, you need to pay your dues, and then eventually, when you see a bunch of your frat brothers at a party, they're going to take care of you. I don't want to be friends with those people. (laughs) I couldn't be friends with people that haze me. I'd still be getting back at them. Yeah, that's that's just mentally and physically tortured for the most part, or just just fucking with you. It's gay, yeah, homoerotic. It's gay. Yeah, the vast majority of very much is. Yeah. Um. Here's uh, Andrew. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie B. I don't know about your family, but in my family, once people hit retirement age, they don't know how to pick up a check. They got freaking T Rex arms. <laughs> Yeah, there is, I guess, some of that. Um, I uh, I just wonder why we put up with it. Here, Fez will fight and call people racist and unaccepting. And then he takes his mom, when she gets here, to Fox News and sits next to him, her, while she claps for a man who's against gay marriage. Meaning, all these things that I will not accept in you, my peers, yeah. that I will fight with you about, I am willing to submit to with my mother. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't sense. make any sense. <laughs> no, that it doesn't. That is senseless. Maybe you're still clinging to like the memory that you had of your mother as like a young child when you did think that everything she did was right. Like I feel like everyone comes to a point where they see their parents as human beings and then they start to see their flaws and they're sort of like disillusioned by that. But in then like in your mind you're still like sort of holding on to what you remember them being like. I think it's still a thing of like parental acceptance. Of he's not even admitting to, to you. His he never had that thing of looking up to his mom. His mom is... Oh, no, she terrified me. Even though you hear Fez's uh, stories are less scary than Tuttle's. You know, <laughs> apparently this is why. A, he doesn't like sex. B, he doesn't like new things. C, the slightest thing that happens, he will fold and break. And D, I guess that's part of your big forgetfulness. Yeah, uh, yeah I think that all goes in there. She gets all the blame. The mother of you for the sex thing? Yeah. Yuck. You didn't think that's why he was, he has all his strange sexual views? I didn't put two and two together, man. You're dumb as dirt. guess so. <laughs> his mother screamed a lot around the house. My fucking... My, people scream constantly. It's like that fucking sex. I know. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. See, this is why you should be a shrink. Thank you. And because his shrink, you, she lets you get away with it, right? Well, no, we... Uh, Did we... she tell you that you're a little peculiar? Did she tell you you may be asexual? No, I've asked her about that. She doesn't think so. They never do when they're collecting the check. All right. But she thinks, that, I mean, what we talked about about the sex is, of course, my mother w- would think, and I'm sure still does, gay sex is bad. I think any sex was bad to talk about when I was a kid. But gay sex would be really bad, so I don't have gay sex because that would upset her in my mind. Hmm. So why do you care that you upset her? 
You don't even like her. No, but it's still, there's still... Do what? you like your mom? Would you say that your mom's a good person? No, no, she's not a good person. No, there's too many things that she that she still does. I mean, yes, they always talk about how old ladies, and now that she's a grandmother, she's mellowed. But there's still a lot of things about her why that are, you, are really nasty. Why are you? Why do you even feel the thing to argue both sides? Why can't you just come out and say that without saying, "Oh, it's mellow." Why can't you say this is like? like why can't you just judge her as a person? Is your mom a good person? No, she is not. Is your mom a likable person? No. Is your mom a lovable person? No. Do you love your mom? Yes. See, that's the craziness of well, it. Well, but all. that's everybody. That's not just Fez. But let's. But we're using Fez as the thing of everybody. Why is this person that he's telling us he can sit back and say is not a nice person, is not likable, is not lovable, and yet he loves her? Where's the logic to that? Not only is he lover, you're still trying to please her mm-hmm. by, I guess, not having gay sex. Yeah, I mean, I never, I didn't make that connection until I was sitting with this new shrink. It's weird. We've told you that on the show for years. You want to please your mom. Yeah, because still... you must. There must be a part of you that thinks your mother's rules are correct if you're trying to please her. Yeah, I always thought that. Um... Well, growing up, like if some, like if I was getting screamed at, you know, where she's doing the shrieking and then the hitting starts and everything, I always thought it was my fuck up. Yeah, it probably was. But <laughs> what I'm trying to say is this: you, there is some, you agree that your mom is right, and yet you want to be gay, but you, you're sickened by the thought of gay sex because it sickens your mom. Right. Now, here's the funny thing. The other day, I'm talking to my mom. And she's talking about some gay cousins that we have. And she goes, what are you going to do? you got to love them. They're, you're, that you have to love them. Yeah. She goes, it's not their fault. <laughs> right? And then she says to me, I think they have a gene missing. <laughs> As if it's science she's brought in. <laughs> but that's the re- You cannot expect these older people to change their view. They've given up changing. You know what I mean? They're going to kind of think the things that they want. What has that got to do with your life? It's got nothing to do with your life. Even if you put up with your mom for a little while, like you don't want to point out to her you're gay or whatever, that has nothing to do with the fact of you are not going around being gay. No, it doesn't. It's just, I guess it's just a mental block. That It ain't a mental block if it's sex. It's got to be a sexual block. I think you're asexual. Do you think he's asexual until, God forbid, your mother passes, and then, and then you would you feel comfortable well, having? I say, God forbid, she is going to pass. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing we could do. <laughs> She's already outlived anyone in her family. <laughs> There's nothing we could do. Well, will that be a relief for you, or will that yeah. crush you the way it crushed you when your dad died? You know what? It's wi- that that was something that came up in one of the uh, last couple of shrink sessions. I can't say, I have no idea how I'm going to react. I'm sure I will end up bawling like a baby like I did with my father. But right now, I can't say that. I mean, I always knew when I lost my father, whenever it was going to happen, 
Mm-hmm. That that would just be devastating, no matter how old he was. So then, maybe the way that you, maybe you would act in a way that would make sense with your relationship with your mother when she dies, just in the same way that you did with your dad. Like maybe that'll free you. I'm saying, in, like, it, will it free him, or will he realize he never was able to tell his parents who he really was? Oh. He was never really explained to him. That hurts you. That's the one that, that, that gets to you. Like you couldn't see. Yeah. That I didn't, you know, wasn't always that person. That's what will get him. Oh, man. You just got to have gay sex while, while your mom's alive. But there's another part of this that we haven't really taken into account. Because we're not gay men. Yeah. Is Fez unfuckable? I mean, we uh. think that it's his fault. But we don't know. He just may be unfuckable. But I always assumed in the gay world, nothing they, is unfuckable. It's all it's a hole or a mouth. Right, now I but, willing hole or mouth, right? Or even unwilling. Okay. But <laughs> has there ever been a woman that you've looked at and said she's pretty unfuckable? I mean, like an old homeless lady yeah, laying guess, on the yeah, street. That, I wouldn't want to have. Well, maybe that's Fez to them. But, I, but that doesn't mean that she's unfuckable. Feels like that sometimes. Just that you wouldn't fuck her. Yeah, but don't you think she'd be considered unfuckable? No, there's definitely somebody out there who has to think well, yeah, like Maybe like another homeless dude, but we're talking but about just like regular me, fucking people here. You're telling me that there's somebody out there who fucking gets off thinking about homeless <laughs> women <laughs> laying in the gutter in like, their own urine? I feel like there must be someone. There's you. I feel like you. Like there are some really weird people out but there. But I'm, I'm talking about giant skin tags. Like this one. All right, yes. Now I would say she's unfuckable. He just found a picture of a woman. You saying somebody gets turned on by that? No, I'm not. Yes, so, someone would have sex with Bikowski. her. Bikowski. Bikowski would not have sex with her. Um. Here is uh, our buddy Queen Elizabeth. How you doing, Queen? Hey, how you doing? Good. I was just thinking about the whole family thing. My my family is absolutely like insane. Like I have three brothers, and um, my grandfather. It, it, like my grandfather is just like the most miserable old man I've ever met. Yeah. And the more I, the older he gets, and now that my grandmother's passed away, it is just the, you know he's just all out. He hates everything and everybody. Yeah. And I'm like, he is just like a miserable old man. But if he called me right now and said, "I need you," I. I'd leave work and isn't it crazy? Them. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, and I love him, but I don't like him. I don't like the person but, he is, but I love him. But I have people like that in my family. I can't ha- stand. And not only would I have, I would hide him from the cops. Right. And I'd probably <laughs> like end up in a brother? shootout with the cops <laughs> right. to like get them brother, away. I, it's terrible. It it's so illogical. They drive me crazy, but I love their children. Like, they're my own. They love my daughter. And, right, if my brother came to me at 2 o'clock in the morning, even though he might have been a dick to me three hours before, and he said, hide me from the cops, I'd be like, well, let's get in the basement. You know, like, you know that that's the other thing that annoys me, and why I don't think it's just biological. Because why, do I, why, am I, why am I, do I love my uh, chick's sister's kids? 
or her brother's kids. Right. And right. I'll listen to their stupid stories about them. <laughs> and if you, if you came in and told me something, your cousin said, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> right. Said, but I'll be like, oh, really? Wow. Like, my daughter spent half an hour telling my brother about how she thinks she's a mermaid. And he just sat there and listened to, like, you would yeah, never. I know. <laughs> I know. And I'll also said, play tea I party. I think I'm a mermaid. And I would like, never do that in real life. Right, I would never exactly. sit here. If Hicks came in with a tea set, <laughs> pl- I would not act like I was drinking <laughs> tea with him. Oh, great. But I've done it for this. For these kids, pretended to ring an imaginary phone yeah. and then handed it to you. you yeah, pre- you know, you wouldn't answer it. I had. And a, I mean, I'm sure they're saying the same thing about me. But I, I had a niece that I would call my house and I would talk like Harry Potter for like a half hour, forty five minutes a night. Right. It wasn't a blood niece either. It was my. And I was like, hello, <laughs> and I would have. They would hand me notes. And Hogwarts. And they're right. like, warts, warts, because I didn't see all the things. But you just do that for those kids, and I don't know why. I right. don't know why that happens. Although I do like the kids, because they're, they're entertaining. But they're Yeah, but they're going to grow up to be assholes. I mean, it's just... <laughs> Everything is just yeah. such a right. giant pain in the Thanks, ass. Thanks, sweetie. Uh-huh. You can't get out of this thing. And then the flip side is if you have a relative who's fighting with another relative, everyone like thinks that that's the worst thing ever. Even if... like. Even if one relative treats another like like so bad, and then that person responds by like not talking to them or something, everyone is like, "Oh, they should just bury the hatchet." Like that, they're being ridiculous. All right, the, someone wrote this to me: an unfuckable woman, Lena Dunham. Now, I have never watched the what is it, Girls? Yes, yeah, Girls. Yeah. And yet, people will always try to get me to say, "Don't you hate that show?" <laughs> and I haven't seen it. I don't enjoy it. I think it's an anti-hipster thing, though. I watched the first season. It's not like I just watched it episode. Look, I have my theory on girls. Go ahead. Is that it's popular. She gets all this praise because she's not like a supermodel good-looking, and she's constantly taking her shirt off and putting herself in, writing herself in the sex scenes. And because she's a woman who's not a supermodel, take her clothes off on television, is, I think, a big chunk of the love for that show. Isn't she with a rock star, too, though? I think she's from... Mon- maybe someone from Mumford and Sons, possibly. Well, why do we just think that everybody gets ends up with Mumford and Sons? <laughs> no, no, for fun. She's from. A, a, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because oh, yeah. I saw her at the Grammys. That's it all happy. That's my theory on Lena Dunham. It and seems like you have the same theory as everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hear that from everyone. No, I, I fucking came up with that one. That's <laughs> pure Stanley. Um. Here is. Uh, Lane, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, guys, what's up? Yeah. I just wanted to maybe give Fest some advice. Um, I, I think I have a good idea of what you should do. This is what you should do. You should you should film yourself in a porn, a gay porn. Go over to your mom's house, put it in a DVD player, and sort of embrace her in a, in a loving manner, but a tight embrace on the couch, and just watch the whole thing with her. You know, and just whisper in her ear how much you love her, and you sound like you're writing uh, your own porn. But that, what he's saying is that you need, she needs to see you having sex. Your mom needs to see that. Seriously, and you, this could be your big look. You hit me when I was a kid. You yelled at me as a kid. Now I'm forcing you to watch this. Now I'm hitting you. You should hold on to her jaw and force her eyes right up and like, see what. Look at your baby boy now, huh? He's taking it in the can. Oh, look. There's two cocks in my mouth. Mm. You sound just like Fez when you talk to him. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, How am to... I talking with two cocks in my mouth? Well, you're, you're describing it to her as she's watching you fucking now, suck two cocks in the The fact that your mom is disgusted by gay sex, right? Uh-huh. 
Makes you feel like you can't have gay sex, you think? Yeah, I mean, I never thought... I mean, I always thought it was like a sex phobia. Mm -hmm. You know, because I do have the fear of not being able to perform when well, the time is there. But I, get, I, I can see where it's tied together now. Well, look, you were a church boy your whole life. Yeah. You went to church long past when kids stopped going to church. You were the single man at the church. Hmm. You know that guy. That looks bad. Yeah. We're all here for Jesus. You know that guy. Really? Yeah. Well, I have my kids <laughs> with me, dude. So stop talking to me. But you're an atheist now? Yeah, I he don't believe be. in any of it. Jesus killed his dad. Not, that made you the atheist, right? When Jesus killed your dad? Because uh, no. you were looking around with, for coins on the street saying that your dad gave them to you. Yeah, I was really believing right after he died. Then uh, when Pendulette came in for the unmasked is when it got turned around. Hmm. Pendulette stole your, your dad's existence from you. No, my dad still existed. No, existence. Yeah, he does. My dad does not exist anymore. Then you're sure he's not that. in any. No, he's. Yes, I am sure about that. Because he is not the, in any heaven. Because something the magician said made sense to me. <laughs> no, yeah. what did what did they say? The magician. Well, he just basically he's an atheist, oh. and Fez was just sitting there listening to the unmasked, and went, "Oh my God!" Sometimes that happens. An aha moment. Oh, take on me. <laughs> That's my biggest aha moment I've ever had. And I just yelled, come on, get out of that comic strip and get back to your real-life girlfriend. The Lisa Kudrow Unmasked is coming up on Tuesday, the 23rd. Go to the Interrobang to see how you can be part of the studio audience. This is filling up. This will probably be your last chance to go to the Interrobang for Lisa Kudrow Unmasked on Tuesday, July 23rd. Mm. Um, somebody wants to give you some advice. It's Janice in Chicago. Hey, Janice. Hi, Hi Ronnie. How are you? Yeah. Uh, Fuzzy, I don't mean to butt in, but you you're, you got to go have some crazy sex. It's like the best part of life. Laying in puddles of cum and sweat. You'll love it. And from one Lutheran to another, it's, you know. Hey, Janice. Janice, no. I did not expect that. I did not expect laying in puddles of cum and sweat. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Not just one puddle. <laughs> yes, puddles. Multiple puddles. Yeah, going all fucking night. Well, you know, it is great. I remember. <laughs> well, thank you, Janice. I'm, my, so my problem is I know I can come up with the sweat. It's the other puddles that I'm worried about. Oh, once you get... Oh, I'm sorry, Fuzzy. I wish I wish I could help you more than that, but he he's he's asexual. I think that's fine too. I think it's fine to be asexual, Fuzz. I know. I, just be happy with it. I think that if you accept that these last many decades of being asexual, then maybe that would help you even decide. One day you'd like to have sex, but you feel like you've done your adulthood wrong, right? Oh, yeah, and started just came out way too late um, 
you know, the the amount of time that I kept it in, the amount of time in between telling you and telling the audience. That has nothing to do with well, you having all of sex. It. None of that stuff has to do with sex. To get back to it, you feel like you've done your adulthood wrong, right? Yes. Are you embarrassed that you've never had sex? Yeah, yeah, it 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 definitely feels like something I should have done. It I mean I was always kind of embarrassed about it, but I used to feel like, well, it'll still happen. You know, it's not completely embarrassing yet. Then it just went into this really long threshold. I remember feeling like that when I was 13. Like <laughs> I got to get laid. I mean, I do. I mean, I remember like 8th grade going into ninth going, this is getting a little fucking freaky. Gotta get that you know, off. I look like a fucking imbecile right now. Uh, so I got what you're talking about there. Yeah, and it just, I mean, it seems like now at this point, especially, like if I was, if I was younger and was out, you know, and being attracted to younger people, I would then it would have been someone in my own age. I don't even know what you're talking about now. Now it got so complicated. But I'm sure I, there's I never someone your shit. own age who would love us. He doesn't want companion. anybody his own age. That's there's what I'm saying, Janice. There's younger than you who, who would have a relationship with you they also. Want some, he wants somebody's Molly's age. Oh, He well. would want, if Molly had a little brother, he would want her. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. I feel weird when I look at the young kids playing volleyball. I don't know if that's... <laughs> yes, yeah. All right, thanks, Janice. Okay, thank you so much. All right, bye. Bye. Oh, oh she, I just lost her. She was going to say something. Call back if you need me. Don't put up those disgusting things. That was, in here. that was a sex toy. That wasn't even... That I wasn't didn't even see it. I didn't good. See it. He put up a disgusting sex toy. It was like a mold <laughs> of a man's ass and ball sack. Have you ever thought about getting like one of those sex toys to like practice on in case you're like nervous of having gay sex? <laughs> I've tried some things, but I don't. I don't think they should be said in front of Molly. What have you tried, Molly? Leave the room. What have when, you tried? When I tried the dildo a while back. Oh Jesus! She doesn't need to hear that. Here's what I'm gonna That's say. I think I if you, if you maybe could take ownership of this, as if like you were, it was on purpose. Like if you said that you were you know, celibate, and that was like something that you were doing for yourself. That was my point about accepting the asexuality. Accept the fact, you know, here's the thing about Fess, and it always turns into the advice show, but before he decided about 10 years ago, it was like, I'm lonely, and I'm a freak, and I'm alone, and no one lo Before that, he always said, I love my apartment, I love not going out, I love heading right home after work, and putting on my sweatpants and watching wrestling and Batman. And he was very happy doing the same things that he beats himself up for and goes to a shrink. And people used to try to get him blind dates all the time. And he'd be like, no. What are you doing putting the sex toy back up? I was, I was closing it out. I was closing it out. There's something wrong with you. I was closing it out. I think you deserve to apologize. I think we need an apology. I apologize for putting this. I'm not accepting your apology. <laughs> Disgust me that you even tried. <laughs> but there's got to be some kind of acceptance of I've done the things that I've done because I wanted to do them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted to do them. You have to take some kind of thing of 
these are when you do the things that I do, this is the results that are expected. You know? When you go home and you just watch TV every night, then you can't go, oh, I haven't met anyone. You know, because you didn't set out to meet anyone. I don't know why you started getting so upset with it. Is that straight boy? Um, yeah, that was, yeah, that was definitely straight boy. And I did used to enjoy it, but then there was times when all of a sudden I would be sitting at home alone doing everything that I would do before. And I would either come up with a panic attack or just long crying jags of really depressed. Here's what kills me. This is word for word what we talked about two years ago, three years ago, five years ago. It's a process, I guess. I don't know. Is it? It's a process that doesn't move? Uh, It's a rock that's laying on the bottom of the ocean. It's not a process. (laughs) I don't know. One day it's going to spout fucking your feet and start walking around as a turtle. I'll believe you. Or the water pressure is going to just destroy it. <laughs> uh, Frank in California, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, gentlemen. Yeah. Thanks. Hey, I was, uh, Huffington Post had sent out a tweet a few weeks ago regarding this very subject. I kind of read it. I was thinking about Fez because I've been listening to you guys for years. Um, there are, um, Apparently, asexuals really identify with being gay uh, because they're out of the norm and their path is just a little bit different. Um, and there's there's different kinds of asexuals. There's heteroerotic asexuals, which would be a person like, say, Patty. And there's homoerotic asexuals, which would be a person, say, that. And uh, it was just interesting information. I just wanted to pass that on. No, I read that as well. Uh, and it reminded me completely of Fez that you can be an asexual who thinks of, that he aligns himself with heterosexuals or an asexual that aligns himself with gays. Can you masturbate at, like that? It's up to you. Okay. Well, then that's what Fez is. Well, they have a tendency to masturbate less and less. What's oh, Fez? Um, well, you even went years without masturbating, right, Fez? Yeah, yeah. That doesn't even seem healthy. And even the masturbation that he brings up on the show, it's stuff like he set out to do. Yeah. Like, I'm going to find something and make sure that I can. It isn't like I have this desire to. A need to get right. it out. And I don't even, and I think that's the thing that's kept him from having sex, is there's never been this need that's been worth going above your uh, inhibitions. So like I brought up, when you're a little boy in your fucking seventh, eighth, and ninth grade, you don't want to dance, but then you're like, if I can get closer to girls, I'm going to fucking dance, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's embarrassing to talk to girls. Let's see, what can I do? Can I think of something funny? Yeah. Can I beat up another guy? Show them. <laughs> you know, whatever you, whatever you can to do to get over, you will do. Does it ever like? Uh, does that ever fall away? That anxiety, that initial anxiety, like when you're in seventh and eighth grade, and like boys are still nervous to talk to girls, and they find ways to overcome that. Do you feel like that like goes away? I think m- most of the time, whatever you're good at practicing, uh, you know, whatever you practice at, you get better at. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but I would say most guys are not good at talking to girls, even to this day. They eventually get married. <laughs> but then they only have that one person because they wouldn't. Ne- they're like, 
Uh, I could never have an affair. And I'm like, that's right, you couldn't. <laughs> you could never have an affair as hard as you tried. Uh, but you don't, that's why they don't go out and make, you know, they'll still be like, I'm more comfortable with the guys. Right. Most guys, you know, sports, whatever, metal, music, you know, just a chance to get together with other men. I, that's going to be the majority. So in a lot of ways, that's no different than Fez. We would never have one of these conversations if if he was with someone. Then we would never like, hey, I wonder about Fez. I wonder if he's having sex with his wife. You know what I mean? You never <laughs> asked. You never go, you know that guy in the booking department, do you yeah. think he has a lot of sex with his wife? Like constant? Yeah. It's very strange, and Fez will put it out there, which why I call it the advice show, because he is constantly going around going, could you help me untangle this net? And people will get interested for a little while, and they'll go, no, take and then they get frustrated with him, and they move on. It always happens the same way. But he always comes back to the same place that he was years ago. This conversation that he's having, he's comfortable with. He'd rather have this conversation and hear advice from callers and us and other people than he would to make the changes. But sometimes I think, like, I think the best evidence of Fez maybe, like, actually making a change comes when when he's talking about the unmasked. When, when like, when uh, Buster Bluth's uh, Tony Hale was on and you were saying that you were, like, listening to what he said and then you were just talking about with the magician, how that, like, changed your point of view. So maybe, I don't know. I guess I don't really know. I don't obviously know as much about this what as you guys Buster do. What did Buster Blue do that made him? He was talking about his anxiety and and um, just like like when he was. Uh, now I can't remember the specific. Well, he example. turned his anxiety into comedy, right. For other people, yes. And you said you would like to do that. I would like to do that. Yes, I need to do that. So why don't you? It's been what two weeks since that. Yeah, I'm just. Have you written something? No. That's what he does. He writes and performs his stuff. Who? Uh, Buster Bluth. Master. Speaking, speaking of Buster Bluth, we never gave out the prize for the first responder for Tony Hale last Friday. The winner Great. is SQL <laughs> Server Agent. That is the first responder wins Veep first season signed by Mr. Tony Hale. Tied it in. Yeah, well, we had all those things that we were giving out our prizes yesterday, and we said we had them all. Now we got them all. Do me a favor. Yeah. Go get me a sharp knife out of the kitchen. I'm going to cut my throat with it. <laughs> I can't get a knife. No. I'm going to cut my throat. I can't don't, go there. Don't. Don't. Do me a favor. Yeah. Give me a gallon of gasoline. I'm going to pour it on my head and like this lighter. Look. And take, that, my, Molly, take that lighter away from him. And my problems will be gone. No. This is a good By the day. way, Molly, that's what my Cub Scout leader did. He lit himself on fire? She. She was our dead mother. And you know what my dad said to me? What? Well, you guys were pretty noisy, and you'd run around all the time. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm like, really? He goes, you never listen. Blamed you. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty awful. I know. It's haunting, right? <laughs> Look, it's okay. You know why? Because we got seven prizes to give out today. And then my mom told me it's because <laughs> her husband made her move around too much. That's the thing mom said. They're living in Florida for a while, then back here, then down to Florida, and back in PA. It's too much. She let herself on fire. Because of travel? Of <laughs> she just really hated traveling. Well, when you're a little kid, I guess you can't understand depression or anything. Yeah. No one brings it up to you. 
I still think it's kind of weird that your dad responded to that by saying that it was... It was a theory. <laughs> it was just a theory. Uh, seven deadly uh, prizes. That's what we're giving out. Um, when we do that, when we get back. Beautiful. I can't wait. We'll be right on it. Right back. It's the Ron Fest Show. Ron Bennington. Right. All right. Tez Wally. Yeah. This is the, the Ron and Fez Show. It's the Hopper from Dish Network. So many amazing things that the Hopper does. Here's one that you might not know about. The Auto Hop feature. That's called Auto Hop. It is where you don't have to worry about fast-forwarding through commercials when you record your favorite shows. The Auto Hop on the Hopper will do it yourself. So what you do is you enable that, you push the button when you start watching your show, it will automatically, for you, skip the commercials when they come up and, of course, get you back in your show at just the right moment. No more having to go backwards and forwards with the remote. In fact, you hit the auto hop, you put the remote down, and there, you got your show commercial-free each time and every time from the hopper on Dish Network. If you hate watching commercials, the auto hop feature is perfect. It comes with from the hopper from Dish Network. Watch more TV, fewer commercials, all with the hopper from Dish and auto hop. The other uh, cable companies, their DVRs don't do that. Call 1-800-WATCH-TV to get Dish Network today. Plans start at just $29.99 and you can get the hopper with the auto hop feature. That's 1-800-WATCH-TV. 1-800-WATCH-TV. Interrobang today is uh, Mr. Uh, Jeff Buckley, artist of the day. Artist of the day, about to get into the big contest 
we're going to be doing uh, Chris Stanley giving away seven different prizes, including stuff signed by Donald Sutherland, Danny Glover, and uh, Keith Emerson of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. It's going to be huge. Before we do that, up on the iBang right now, it's one of the things that we now love, uh, just girls with their tongues out. This one is called Miley's Tongue, and I believe there's 17 different pictures of Miley Cyrus with her tongue out. I didn't realize she loves just throwing that. She's like Jordan. She's Gene Simmons right now. <laughs> it's very... <laughs> It looks weird. Who would even think that anybody would stick their tongue out on a red carpet? And it's a long tongue. Yeah. I mean, I think it comes out like a dog's tongue because she can't keep it all just wrapped up in her mouth like that. She likes to show it off, you know? That's Miley for you. Yeah, that's, this, is, this is my favorite picture right here. <laughs> it's a very pointy tongue. It is pointy. Yeah. It's like it's, a finger hanging out of her mouth. You know what it is? It's like that um, building in San Francisco that you you always see in every scene. There she gives some undertongue, which you don't normally see her go for. No. Here, check out the veins of my undertongue. You like that, boys, huh? People used to say I looked like her. Really? When she was younger and I was younger. Let's see. Too. Stick your tongue out. You do look a lot <laughs> like her. You do look a lot like her. Uh, Molly was just telling us when she had a party, she put it on Facebook, and the place got just bum-rushed. Didn't you see Project X? I didn't. Because her parents are away now, and you're not even telling your friends, right? What? You're not telling your friends that your parents are away? No, no, I'm not. Because they'll fucking invite all their whore friends. <laughs> I don't want anybody to get any ideas. Yeah, they'll turn it into a prostitution ring down there. <laughs> yeah, it's got a fucking suck party. And you know that you and your dad are in the circle of trust. Yes. Your mom doesn't even know there's a circle of trust. <laughs> no. But you and your dad are in the circle of trust. And the mother's just jet-setting all over the goddamn place. Just mm. doing God knows what. Where is she jet-setting to this week? Well, my both my parents are in Scotland. Mm. Did you ever get a good look at her mom? Yeah, yeah. Hot. Lovely lady. Thanks, Pepper. And thanks, Ron, for saying that your mom's hot. I didn't want to thank you for saying Why? that my mom was hot. Why? I think <laughs> it's a nice thing to hear. I think it's a nice thing to hear. Something about hearing that your mom is hot is a little, it's just a little bit off. Oh, um, what, what should I say? Lovely? Yes. There was a kid at school um, who used to like talk about how hot my mom was. And uh, they met one time and um, my mom was like, all right, like she was saying goodbye. It was like a bunch of friends, and my mom was like, "All right, bye guys. Like, nice to meet you. See you soon." And this kid was like, "I hope so." Oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck? It's like the beginning of a goddamn movie with this too. <laughs> the kind of movies I watch. I mean, <laughs> the Molly Cyrus tongue thing is the craziest thing we've put up ever. Maybe it's really. It's I did not weird. know. <laughs> I'm gonna agree with Fez about the long tongue. The pointy tongue, and the fact that I didn't know that she always had it coming out of her mouth. Now, just as I said that, I realized I've never heard a song, watched a TV show, or a movie that she's ever been in. <laughs> I just know her name. Well, we watched her smoking salvia. That's probably that's probably your biggest hit. I for did us. watch her smoking salvia, <laughs> and the girl at SNL does the impression of her, which is pretty dead on from any time I saw her interviewed. 
kind of looks like Amanda Bynes. Yep. I wonder if she knows. I don't knows know who Amanda Bynes is. She's the real crazy train wreck that threw a bong out a window. Oh, she's blue hair? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm just starting to figure out who she is. <laughs> Sometimes, like, I'll be watching, like, TMZ or E or something, and I don't know who anybody is. I'm like, how could this be? I work in radio. <laughs> I work in Sirius. I know a lot of people. I didn't know who this Corey kid was from Glee. Oh, two Corys. Okay. Oh, no. But, He's one of the Corys. But that death is everywhere. Yeah. It's uh, and what's well, a young death? Yeah, but I mean, and then also like, I've seen it on gay websites where he was like some sort of like, I don't, I want, I don't know if the word gay icon is right, but thank you, Corey, for what you did on Glee. Well, Glee was a major show for the gays. Yeah, I never got into it. There was a picture of him up in the window at one of the gay bars <laughs> that I walked past on the way home. I don't That's think he wasn't gay. gay, though, was he? No, but the gay icons, they very rarely like gays. Oh. They're like straight men and women comics. Hmm. I mean, Glee is the gay show on what, network television, right? You think? Yeah. They love it. So this kid, they probably all want a piece of that. Now he's gone. Fez watches football instead. Um, in just a couple moments, we'll be playing Hicks's new game show. Oh, hell yeah. And you did this with your, who you consider the summer intern of the summer. He, he, he's, he's, come, he's coming out to be something great. That's, the, that's, that's your classic shelb. I picked Molly over classic shelb. I think Molly's going to go further than classic shelb. I've got Molly hosting a morning show. Well, Shelby will probably be on America's Most Wanted. <laughs> you know who I'd like to get Molly in with is Jennifer Hutt. You don't think Jennifer Hutt might corrupt her? No, you're right about that. <laughs> I feel like I can withstand corruption pretty well. Yeah, I do. I think that as well. Thanks. But you don't understand. I mean, she whores around to move herself up in her career. Like, I hear that she's having an affair with Dr. Drew right now. Because <sighs> she'd throw that family out, huh? I don't know. I think right, she's well, trying she... to have both. Okay. Never enough for Jenny Hutt. And I don't like to do gossip around here. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure she slept with Pete. Oh, oh, um, Pete Dominic. I wasn't going to say his old name, <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure they slept together. And I know she slept. I know Jennifer Hutt slept with somebody from the O and A show. I believe it to be E Rock or Roland. <sighs> wow, she's getting around, isn't she? Yeah. What channel doesn't, I mean, every XL channel, she's just fucking running roughshod over. Yeah, one of our security guards, too. <sighs> the old dude. Does she not Does she not realize she's probably breaking up marriages? I don't think she cares about relationships. that. She cares about moving her career forward. She's on the Dr. Drew uh, show right now, and she's, people, she's getting eyeballs. People are paying attention. Uh, so look at me, look at me. Hey, give me that D. Oh, Jesus. You're spitting over there, ain't Seriously. you? Seriously. <laughs> um, but anyway, I don't get involved in other people's business. You should, you know? Yeah. I don't care to. I don't I don't play the gossip game. No. That's the difference between me and all the people that Jennifer Hutt has sex with. And there's which, plenty. Well yeah, I heard it's just just like scores, it sounds like. At least yeah. that we know of it, right? Yeah. Just one after another. Yeah, it happens as part of the game. So fucking Mario go around over there. I think that's what split up her show, the whatever show. Oh wow! 
uh, she probably like grabbed one of the other chicks dudes right because you know she has to have whatever she had over and over again all right fez this says that it's not a big paradox fez doesn't want to act on anything gay because a the urge isn't that great or or it's even disgusting to him or b he doesn't want to violate mother's moral code um but at the same time, he's trying so hard to convince himself he's gay because, A, he is angry and wants to stick it to mother for being mean to him, and B, he wants a to pick a sexual orientation because he wants a forever cuddle companion. Now, that actually is pretty much what your shrink is saying right now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's so, everything I've said from the shrink. So you feel like this is pretty dead on, right? Yep. Uh, that email was sent to you a year ago and you rejected it and it was from anyone okay i guess yeah shower bench shower bench yeah so fez your apology is ready to go go ahead i have no apology for shower bench (laughs) shower bench sounds like uh, you could have just listened to her a year ago sounds like she's finally over the mitt romney loss you could let's focus on this a year ago she wrote this. You spat it back at her. And now you're going the other direction. Um, hope the Zerman speech goes better than that shower bench speech. Mm. So, apologize, Fez. I am listen. not. I will never apologize to shower bench. Horrible Why? person. You just saw that you got it from a year ago. I don't remember that email a year ago. Well... Apparently, she has saved it because I have a date it September 4th. Because she's a little bit obsessed. But you just said this is everything that you and your shrink came to, and it happened September 4th, 2012. Nothing wrong with being asexual. I think it's a good place to start, it's a good base. All right, this really, this goes to show you how the past is never too far away. This says to me, oh, I think I could corrupt your little intern. And it comes to me from, anybody want to guess? Shower bench? Flathead. Oh, Jesus. My old buddy of buddies of buddies. Oh, no. And I I have got to hide her from (laughs) flats. Do you guys remember what I hid in the booth? Yeah. Yeah. And we're glad that you did. Thanks. We're glad that you did. Look, I feel I told your father that you would be safe. Uh, Leslie said, is the act of killing not the most disturbing movie you've ever seen? I gave, I did the review, gave it five stars and thought, I never want to see this film again. Oh, boy. I'm not even going to tell people about it, but it was a shockingly crazy film. It made me dislike my species. And it made me wonder about any of the things that I I hold. Like, here's Fez. He just gets something that's good information. But because he can't accept the fact that Shower Bench sees through him, he will not take the information from her just from others. 
Mm. And it doesn't come from a place of helping with her. But the fact of the matter is, you were far more conservative than Shower Bench is just a little while ago. Only a couple years ago. He voted for George Bush. Yikes. He also burned it. He did a thing called burn, uh, burn the gays. Uh, this oh. thing that they wanted people to sign up. They wanted to make a big stack of gays and light them on fire. I'm like, I'm not signing it. I <laughs> signed it. All right, Hicks, we've got your contest up and ready to go. Hell yeah. What exactly is it? It is on the front page of the iBang. It is called, There Are Seven Words You Can't Say on TV. That's not yours. That's George Carlin's. Well, that is George Carlin's bit, but mm-hmm. I combed through audio and found the seven words from seven different films. Dude, you could have just taken it off George Carlin's album. No, no, no. See, he no, does no. the whole thing. No, but that's just one guy. That's just him saying all of it. Yeah. Put them together, have an audio clip on the Interrobang, play it, listen to it. If you can identify all seven films, which each different word comes from, you win seven different prizes. I cannot understand you, so why don't we play it, and then maybe <laughs> I'll be able to... Do you know what he's talking about? I kind of think I get it. Does you get it at all? I, I'm going to need to hear it. All right, so right now we don't understand you. <laughs> so okay. let's play the game once. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I went to ten... These two went to five, and I respect that, but we still don't understand it, so let's play it once. You know the seven, don't you, that you can't say on television? Shit. Piss. Fuck. Cut. Cocksucker. Motherfucker. Tits. Oh, so you're doing Carlin's act. Yeah. And each word, each naughty phrase comes from a different movie. Or a different film. Let me hear it again. You know the seven, don't you, that you can't say on television? Shit. Piss. Fuck. Cunt. Cocksucker. Motherfucker. Tits. I know one. I know cunt is from Sound of Music. <laughs> I'm not going to give out any. You, you, know, you can put that in your entry. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to help you. Because you're giving out seven prizes well, get, You know, let's have one easy one. But one that everybody can get. Seven prizes to the person, the single person that gets all seven of those films correct. Um, let's hear it one more time. <laughs> you know the seven, don't you, that you can't say on television? Shit. Piss. Fuck. Cut. Cut. Motherfucker. Tits. You can, you can put that in there. It's right here on the eye bang, front page. Mm. You play your audio. And you're giving out seven prizes with this to one person. To one person. One person gets seven signed prizes, books, music, DVDs, action, adventure. All the one person get all seven. It's actually not an awful game. I don't know how to even tell you that. <laughs> uh, you're getting a plane ticket to Flatheads. Let me just say this, Molly. You're going to Miami to be with Flathead. Do not ingest anything that Wait. he gives you. Don't, certainly, if he rolls up any bills, okay. don't smell in the one end of that bill. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, Flats is a friend of mine, right? an old friend of mine. I will tell you another story. This is true. So when I was in Tampa, Flats came up with this. He offered some girl who was working for me a lot of money to come to this club and do an appearance. Way more 
than we ever expected. Do you remember the girl? Um, she was from your Hooter show? Yeah. Yeah. Julie? Yeah. Julie Williams. Well, I wasn't going to give out her whole name because of the story. <laughs> I was just saying if you remembered. So she flies down there. <laughs> now I feel like I shouldn't tell the story. Well, Shit. I'm getting yeah. a little nervous. Suffice to say this. She ended up opening a window and jumping out oh. to get away from flats. And what she told me were the creepy old men... <laughs> Did she survive? Yeah. She not only survived, she thrived. <laughs> but And then he said later, she just got paranoid. She <laughs> needed to jump out of a window. I don't know what she's talking about. She just got paranoid. Yeah. But she told me that she opened the window and jumped out. And I know like she didn't even hang around for it. Well, she must have felt it was necessary at the time, right? Yeah. So when you go down there, know where you're at. Know how to get out. When am I going? No. And the yeah. thing is, your parents are in Scotland. Oh, no. I'll take care of your apartment while you're gone. <laughs> no You way. don't even have to take any clothes. He'll have a G-string ready for you. <laughs> and sparkles. All right, let's hear this again. There's seven different prizes. You know the seven, don't you, that you can't say on television? Shit. This. Fuck. Cut. Cocksucker. Motherfucker. Tits. It's a very hard game, I think. Well, I'm giving out seven prizes, so it better be hard. You get all seven of those films, you get seven prizes. Is one of the other things the Boatniks? No. The old Disney film from the 60s? <laughs> you can put whatever you want in when you fill out your form. Why are you angry about putting together a nice game? <laughs> you and Fez always seem like you pulled someone over trying to get into the German border. I dare. I dare people to try and beat me. Mm. So many people wrote in to me that Janice slayed them today with the, <laughs> the come and sweat. And the funny thing is, like, uh, I, uh, I was in shock, but Fez just went right on talking with her. <laughs> and that made me feel like, is this the type of things that I'd expect? Puddles of cum and sweat from our little Janice to say. <laughs> Janice I, adore gets down. I adore that woman. She gets down. Who's to say? I think she did, kinda. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll leave it up to her. She's from Chicago. Chicago. Um What a weird day. Before we move on, I do want to move on a little bit. All right. Um, did you want to apologize, Fez? I mean, Shower Bench did give you the same stuff that you're paying for over a year ago. No, I have no reason to apologize to Shower Bench. It's never coming from a place of love or kindness or help, even. None of that it's... stuff matters if it's the correct information. No, she's an awful she, person. She is... hates gays, don't want gays to be married. I don't, I, don't, I don't have anything to say to Shower Bench. All right, I'm just going to point something out to you. I've known her for a long, long time. She's anything but an awful person. She may be someone that you disagree with on some things. Uh, I disagree with her on some things, but I love to disagree with people. But you can disagree with people, and they're not bad. They're not awful. 
I just think her motives are awful. She's there's nothing awful about her. You're almost like talking to someone who's high on coke and paranoid. You know what I mean? You can't trust all the things that you feel. Trust the logic of this. Here you got the same logic that you paid for. Uh, and paid for for over the year that you had. These are the things that you're actually feeling. I still won't be apologizing. It'll just take you a second. No. Nope. I'm willing to say I'm sorry. It's easy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thanks. Well, if I've done anything, if anything goes wrong with this thing right now, when you go down to Miami to see Flats, I'm sorry. As I apologized earlier in the show, I, I'm sorry for, for what I did in that meeting. And I'll so tell you this. I'm going to go beyond an apology. I will get Molly's remains back to her family, wow. or at least most of them. I think they'll appreciate that. 60%. Now, can I ask you something about someone being awful? You from five years ago that you disagree with now, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that Fez is awful and a terrible person? Yeah. I think I did some awful things, yes. So if you had a time machine, you would go back to Republican Fez and say, I hate you, you're a racist, and you're a homophobe. Yes. I would say stop it now. You think you'd listen to yourself? Hey, would the old Fez, if he had a time machine, was coming this way, would he look at you and say, I hate you, you're awful? Oh, yeah, yeah. If you could had a, just a small time machine, and you could come in here and look at yourself from a week ago, would you say you're awful? Yeah, but not is, because of my beliefs. This is kind of self-hate then, isn't it? If you could just say right now that you yourself are awful, would you? Yeah. Okay. So that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. See, this is why you got to keep following stuff. Huh. That's why I, I worry about Hicks. What's I've that? got Hicks on something right now that I think is going to help him, and it's insure. I have him drinking <laughs> insures all day long. Mm. Yeah, he's more some more Red Bull in this insure, though. I am trying to ensure that you're going to be better. Try to get me a small time machine so Fez can come back. Fez is writing me an, uh, a letter right now in an envelope. No. Too late. If I would have got that a couple hours ago, I would have said yes. But now, jamming it in at the end? No. Can't do. Cannot do it. I'm talking about the smallest time machine we could ever find. Like a thimble time machine? Itty bitty. And see if we could just take him back five minutes ago to have him say, I hate you, you disgust me, and I'm embarrassed of you. Does the size of the time machine affect the amount of time it can go back? Well, wouldn't you think? Wouldn't you think a smaller time machine? Like, you're not going to use a giant time machine just to go back a week. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, it is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, I got in this debate last night. Because we're at a point now where everybody d fights about the hamburger. And what is the perfect hamburger? What is the perfect style? But you go to all these new places in New York. And now ever since uh, the, the burger joint 
and then later a steak and shake or what's it called the steak, steak shack? shake shack yeah now i turn around almost every block is trying to compete against steak shack they're trying to have their own thing and it looks like they go down they do the danny meyer bun they do the danny meyer burger the danny meyer cheese the, yeah the pat lafrida's meat but the fry is always different mm -hmm. and i got into this debate the perfect fry because you kind of got like regular fries that you would consider McDonald's style fry to yeah. be. Then you got the shoestrings. Then you got the steak fry. <laughs> then you got that one that looks like they're just printing it out. Like the, it's almost like they got a potato stamp mm -hmm. where you're getting this waffle. Yeah. Style. Oh, a waffle, waffle fry. Yeah. And then some of the steak fries are almost like slices. So it's like a quarter of a potato. potato. Um, and then, of course, they'll go sweet potato, curly. potato with skins, curly, straight, uh, shoestring. Do you want the skin on it? Do you want a wedge? What exactly do you want from a fry? What makes something a perfect fry? 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It's also up on the iBank. As a part of uh, good questions. Now, Hicks, I'm going to ask you first of all on this one. Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right. See, like your steak fry, your waffle fry, your curly fry, they're good. But I feel like there's, those are gimmicks. I think if you really want a fucking good fry, one that you're always going to go to, you need a thin cut, fucking double fried, and personally, skin on. Uh, yes, I want some skin on it. You want skin on it. Yeah, I want so skin on it. So if some fries show up here and there without skin, yeah. you're a little disappointed. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. If, and, but if I see with skin, I'm like, this is the best fucking fry order ever. But with but if it doesn't have skin on, yeah. I, I'm like, uh, Now, I will fry. tell you this about the steak fry. I believe that the whole point of fries is fry. You don't want a giant potato taste in it. When I bite into a steak fry, it's far too potatoey. It actually belongs next to... A steak because that's more of a dinter, dinter, <laughs> dinner type of taste that you're looking for, or dinter, as they say in Finland. Mother, Peter, it's time for dinter. Uh, Molly, what about you? Well, for me, it really does depend on the meal. Just for example, if I'm having chicken tenders, waffle fry, hands down. For the burger. Wait, wait. Let's just stop that. <laughs> A waffle fry only with a chicken tender? Yes. I will not eat a straight fry with my chicken tender. Why? It just tastes so much better with a waffle fry. That is not an excuse. I mean, that's... <laughs> that's just... I mean, you just told us something bizarre. <laughs> it's almost like you heard, like, a sexual kink from someone, and then they wouldn't explain why. So a chicken tender must be with a waffle fry. Yes. Oh, okay. Weird. I would also say this. You're past the age for chicken tenders. <laughs> chicken tenders are for babies. That's an excellent point. Okay. Uh, now with your burger, what do you with have? With my burger, the king of fry, McDonald's French fries. So what would we call the McDonald's fries? I would just call it McDonald's-style like? fry. Because uh, they didn't invent it. No. But they do it very well. But what is that fry cut called? It's almost like a hybrid between a shoestring and, like, you know, just your average 
cut and I dry may and give dry. you that. I may give you that there's the tiniest thing of um, that to it. Here's uh, Corey in, in Memphis. You're on the Run of Face hey. show. Hey, guys. I'm with Hicks. Uh, no waffles. None of that gimmicks. Give me a straight cut, skin on, a little bit of salt. But do me a favor. Fried in duck fat. What is What does duck fat do for you? He's just gone. He just yelled out <laughs> duck fat, and he is gone. That's the popular thing these days. Everything's got to be fried in duck fat. Well, yeah, it's a little, you know, it's flavorful. Um, Brian and PA, go ahead, buddy. What do you got? Hi, D. Hey, uh, fresh cut fries, just like Pepper said. Skin on and cook them in a high-temperature oil to give them that nice little kind of crispy skin. Uh, the difference is... Those, the hand-cut ones are a little bit smaller. The ones down the boardwalk that you get down in Jersey, those are a little thicker cut, and they actually hold up in the heat a little bit better uh, when you're walking there. Pour a little malt vinegar on there, brother. You'll enjoy them. Well, we're not going to overly get into sauces and toppings, you know, whether it should be gravy, cheese, or vinegar, because that's just pure madness. We'd <laughs> never be able to end this debate. We're just talking potato here, people. Um... It is funny, though, like, a French fry goes with a burger, but not a steak, and not at breakfast. That's that crazy. A home fry is the standard at breakfast, but if you said, give me fries with that at the diner, at least a couple of people are going to, like, you realize these are eggs, <laughs> and you're putting a French fry next to them. You're a freak. That's a little nuts. It's the same with, you can have burgers and potato chips. You can't have steak and chips. <laughs> then it suddenly looks like you're a lunatic, <laughs> like you're eating chicken tenders, doing something besides waffle fries. Insanity. Yeah. It's classless, really. All up on the eye bang right now. Um, here is Matt. You're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ron. Yeah. The perfect for me is like that medium thickness. The kind of you could have like five guys, but it really depends what you're doing with your fries. If you're going to just put it on the burger... A thinner cut fry, but if you're looking for a dipping fry, you need like a thicker cut. So if you want a sauce, you have to go thicker. And those shoestring things—that's horseshit. Because you end up stabbing yourself in the back of the throat with it anyway. Um, let's look at the Ocean City Boardwalk Fry. That's the name of it. It is the only place that kind of names the fry, uh, and people on Ocean City uh, will. Just get the fries as if it was an entree and walk down the beach with it. It is a little thicker. It is a world-famous fry. It looks good. See, I like that. I like the little thicker cut. I don't care for the skin on it. Why not? Um, taste? Too much taste? Texture. Texture where it's it throws me off. They've both been, they've both been cooked. It's not like eating a chicken, I mean a potato skin. I mean, it's fried like the rest is. In the dark, I don't think you would you'd notice texture. I, I think I would because also I think it makes it kind of a crispier fry, and I like a softer French fry. That's why I like a thicker cut. You like a soggy, soft, potatoey oh. fry. Yeah. Yeah, that's... What you might like is a baked potato. Uh, the boardwalk fries, though. Unlike McDonald's, people go and go, give me a bucket of those fries, and I'm going to walk the boardwalk with them. And thousands of people do it every night. 
Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I guess maybe what this is in, like evidence of what the caller said before that it really depends on what you're doing with your fry. I don't know. I still think McDonald's is like the fry of all fries. Now, uh, the person who they went out of their way to recreate the boardwalk fry is five guys because they're down that way. They went down and looked at it and they decided peanut oil was the way to go. Also great for kids with peanut allergies. Um, Kevin, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, how, how can anybody not go wrong with just a great old diner-style crinkle-cut fry, not cooked too crispy? Crinkle-cut fry. See, I would say this about diner. There's no one uniform thing that you're going to get in every diner. This is the, the strange thing about a fry that's different from anything else on your plate. Different from the like a hot dog that you're buying or a cheeseburger. I think you know what you're going to get if you say, give me a cheeseburger. Yeah. Give me a hot dog. With a fry, it could be almost any of the things. That crinkle cut, which seems like it goes from frozen yeah. into the thing, uh, I'm not a fan of at all. Is it, is, I don't remember getting fresh crinkle cut f fries. It's, are they just universally frozen and crinkle cut? Uh, it's a really good question. It's a really good question. Because if, yeah, if I see a crinkle, I was like, ah, oh, they're just frozen. They're not going to be that good. They're going to be whatever. whatever. Uh, it just seems like they came in a bag yeah. and a frozen bag. Uh, it's up on the iBang right now. I wish we wouldn't have got to this so late because it could go on forever, this debate. could go on for the end of time. Um, here's Tim Tulsi. You're on the Run of Fed show. Um, Molly, you sound like a million bucks today. Thanks. Ronnie, you got to go with waffle fry, curly fry, steak fry. You need lots of surface area to hold your dipping sauce, whatever that may be. So you want it big and thick and giant and made for dipping? Maybe not giant, but not shoestring, not small. You need some area. Um, when I see people who dip, and yes, I include ketchup as part of that. I think they don't like the taste of potato, and they like the taste of dip. They like a sauce. Unless you're fries. I mean, look, unless you're fries, I'm going to fucking put more ketchup on You got a great fucking point. That is the truth of anything that you're eating. If you have a lesser burger, soak it in fucking sauce, yeah. ketchup, mustard, uh, mayonnaise, because that's what you're going to taste. When you have something great, keep the sauces off of it. Yes, I think if you're going to be out there with your shitty ice bag crinkled uh, potato chips, then soak that shit in that red fucking dope that you need so much. <laughs> um, Gil. Gil? You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, buddy. Hey, man. You said no fries with steak, but like that last guy said, what about steak fries? And what mm -hmm. about the battered potato wedges? They're big. They're big. Never See, they're potato wedge. big. I think when you go too big, like with a wedge or a steak fry, you get a really dry fry inside. True. You Where like it a just soggy. You like a soggy fry. <laughs> yeah, but it's got to be a thicker cut without going that gigantic. Thicker without gigantic and nice and soggy, not too crispy. <laughs> You must hate McDonald's fries, then. You must despise them. McDonald's fries are so hit and miss, but they usually come out bad. No, I think they're, like, universally great. They're the most uniform thing. 
in any fast food in history. A McDonald's fry, to me, tastes the same in Walla Walla, Washington, as it does in Washington, D.C., as it does in Sarasota, Florida, Dallas, Texas, San Diego. The McDonald's fry, nothing has been done better in the history of fast food than that. It's science. They've got down to a science. That's you know, at the very least, you're going to get your fries. Yeah, definitely. Also, eat them fast before they get cold. Um, here's uh, Mel. You're on the Runa Fest show. You think Australians dip fries? Here's uh, Jeremy. You're on the Runa Fest show. What you do is you bake your fries, and then you take a uh, melted butter with your salt and your pepper in it. You pour it over it like you would popcorn after you bake it. Shake it up. It's the best fry in the world. <sighs> It's not really a fry. It's a bake. Yeah. Uh, Ken, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Yeah. Great. All right. It's got to be a medium-cut fry. None of these waffles or shoestrings, because then you're just... That's just trying to get little kids to eat fries, and you go, oh, look at the pretty shape. All right. No extra spices on them, and they got to be fried well. So if you put a little ketchup on it, you hold your finger, it doesn't droop over. You're just the opposite, Fez. You want some droopage. I need some droopage. No, this, is, no. this is the weird thing about food is like we... Here's something like if you said to people, do you like fries? We're all going to say yes. Yeah. And in our mind, we all have a different idea what a fry is. Much like love. Now, I will also say this. I, I think this makes me a little different than Fez. I'm not looking for the same fry every time. I don't mind the occasional shoestring fry. Yeah, some of those things, I mean, not all the time, but you want to mix it up a little bit. It's nothing wrong with that. Just to enjoy some fucking fry. Like, I'll, I'll have a curly fry every now and then. I'll be like, all right. So I'm you're not insane with your... <laughs> you're not an extremist. I'll be like, hey, they have curly fries on the menu? I want to mix it up tonight. Uh, here's somebody who always knows, a Dickie Jr., Yo, Peppy Ham, you like a little skin on your fries, dog? Then you gotta go with Five Guys, nigga. <laughs> five Guys, as I said before, and by the way, please don't use that word, they go out of their way to do the Ocean City, Maryland fry, even as you look at that. But I will say this about Five Guys. I don't think, I think their fry is much better in the place than if you do a, a takeout order. Um... I don't think it travels well. And a lot of great food doesn't travel well. Sushi. You don't want to get takeout no. sushi. Uh, the five guys seem to get a little soggier as, they, as they're coming from work. Yeah, soggy. Sogged. Um, here's uh, Michelle. Michelle, what do you got? Well, good afternoon, guys. I wanted to give you the lowdown on the crinkle fries. Um, nine times, no, no restaurant's going to make crinkle fries because it just, you can't do it. You can run, make your own fries, run them through what we used to call the fry theory. You just push the machine down, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You got French fries. That's all there is to it. So you get crinkle fries somewhere, nine times out of ten, they're going to be frozen. Um, I was watching uh, No Reservations one night. And the host there. Anthony Bourdain. Please don't jump in when I'm talking. Anthony Bourdain <laughs> uh, said when he had his place that he was executive chef of, they decided, 
let's make the best French fry we can. Let's have the perfect French fry with our steaks. And you're like, well, why don't more people think that way? If you can pull off the great fry, you can forgive a lot of other things on that plate. I don't think people want to go th- go through the trial and error of creating that perfect dish. Then get out of the restaurant business, my friend. Okay. It's no place for you. <laughs> Your kind's not wanted here. I am tired of people saying I've picked a profession and I don't want to work hard at it. It's a weird thing to do. They always say you either work hard or you work smart. And then I say 95% of people do neither. And I say neither instead of neither because I'm from England. You're from England? I thought you were from like Pennsylvania. Yeah, the English part. The part that don't fuck around. That's the part I'm from. I'm from Twin Oaks, okay? And that stands for T-O, which means watch out, motherfucker. Bring me the fries I asked for, or I'll burn this fucking place down, and then go find out where your kids live. Jesus Christ, that happens every time you order fries? (laughs) I might might have got carried away. (laughs) Actually, Twin Oaks doesn't count for any of that. But my point was that you threw down, is that Bourdain said, look, we can make great fries. Kyle wants to swing by and see you, Doug. Z, I'm going to send this to you, but he also has uh, an address if he can't make it. Okay. He wants you to lock up a men's large. Okay. He also said you made uh, his fucking week. Huh. He is a person who uh, always sends in good stuff. By the way, Molly writes a lot of funny lines. Thanks. But I noticed you don't go out of your way to deliver funny lines on the air. Yeah. You're more cutting in your writing than you are in your speaking voice. I think I am, too. I think because it takes me a little longer to come up with something good. I thought that maybe it's because you were a little lady. Or maybe because I'm a lady. Yeah, maybe the anonymity of of writing makes me a little gutsier. Have you ever, ever read any Dorothy Parker stuff? No. I think she is one of, if not the, the funniest writer ever. Uh, a woman. Um, maybe that's where Fez should take us to the Algonquin Roundtable for our, our dinner. I know we haven't locked anything down for this famous dinner. I can't we're doing. We gotta do it, man. We gotta get this Zimmerman fucking toast down. Get some cocktails, right? No right. <laughs> Not if the interns are going. <laughs> but I'm the only one that <laughs> I forgot. I don't want you to do jive talk. No, Shelby wants to drink too. Shelby can drink. He's an intern. Uh, Laura, you're on the Ron and Fez show. But you're quick to cut out anyone else's drinking, aren't you? <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I feel like the fry thing is kind of done already. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, fries are over? Well, no, the conversation seems to be over, so I don't know. No, 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 you're welcome back into it. Okay, okay. Um, well, I want to contest the McDonald's thing. I do agree that they're hit and miss, but they're more miss than hit. So I'm going to go with Burger King as having the most consistent fry. Oh, those are inedible. Wow. Really? <laughs> Just when I thought you had Fez on your side, because you, you thought the McDonald's was hit or miss. I, yeah, that part, they're definitely hit or miss, and I think that's not from the process, that's from when you get them. How long have they sat there pre-cartoned? Here, but, but, I agree, but here's what I think. I'm sorry. Fez, when you like them most is when they're miss. I think <laughs> when there's a bad fry is when Fez gets happy. Uh, yeah, I've never heard anyone bag, brag about Burger King. Uh, oh, but they're always crispy, no matter how long they sit around, because they're double fried. Oh, double fried! 
Yeah. I don't know. I haven't been to Burger King in a million years, to be honest with you. A double fry sounds good. Yeah, I know. It sounds <laughs> like you're doing twice what you need to. Crispy. Um, Tony, you're on the Run of Fez show. Kangaroo pouch fries. Oh, God. James, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey. Here's Rich in Fort Myers. You're on the Run of Fez show. <laughs> Hey, Ron, are you guys fans of the, like, they call them boardwalk-style fries or, yeah. you know, fresh-cut fries that are real crispy outside? I am. Hell yeah. Well, I, uh, the trade secret, as far as I've seen, is that after they're cut, they throw them in a fryer at 300 degrees, and they cook them for uh, some period of time, and then take them out and put them in an ice bath. And then they put them back in a fryer at 400 degrees, and that's what makes them crispy on the outside. That's what these uh, uh, French fry gurus tell me. All right, so I didn't know that you were hanging around with French fry gurus. <laughs> that's great. Uh, here's Sam in Buffalo. You're on the Run of Fez show. What's that? Yeah, buddy. So I think that shoestring shoe string fries should only soak up the chicken wing juice from your hot wings. You know what I'm saying? I didn't notice that, but everybody in Buffalo has those shoestring fries. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're really good. Like, they hold salt really well, and I really like salty food, so, like, the more the better, but... They did invent the chicken wing, though. You gotta give them something. You know what? I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go on. I hate shoestring fries. <laughs> <So> <laughs> you're making a giant mistake, dude. <laughs> Screw it. No, yeah, I, yeah. I have no time for them. I want you going to apologize to shoestring fries. I bet you're going to apologize to Shower Bench. No, there's nothing. Shower Bench, see, it's a completely different thing what Shower Bench said than what I said. It's completely different. Shower Bench does not you're want wrong. me to be gay. You agreed to the statement 100%, and I said, isn't this what? Yes, and then I told you the Shower Bench sent you that a year ago. So you were caught in your own web of lies. Uh, we're going to keep this going. It's up on the iBang. Maybe we'll have a poll for it tomorrow to get to the bottom of it. And that's the end of my show. Donk.